0: Hey, welcome in, Glad you're on for the ride as we are live from the Players' Championship 2023. And we are thrilled to be here. Gorgeous weather. They deserve this. You know what? They, they have not had this for the – for it's not felt like this for a while. We had a tournament that was ended right in the middle of it. We had a tournament that was limited capacity a year later. We had a tournament with brutal weather a year later, which was last year. And now, Hayes Carline from the bowl school, we have this. How gorgeous is this?
1: Yeah, the Players' Championship deserves this weather. The fans certainly deserve this weather. And the military, the veterans, deserve the night that they're going to have tonight uh, with military appreciation and uh, uh, what should be a fantastic show.
0: And, Lauren Brooks, you deserve Riley Green. You get that too,
1: right? Why,
2: thank you. I do deserve Riley Green. I'm super excited about him. Yeah. And uh, also all the people that are already on the 17 Hill that have staked out their seats. Uh, When I walked by around 2 o'clock, they were already set up. So is that
0: right? Oh yes, it is. The
2: the hill is already half full with people ready for Riley yeah. Green. So I know all of those fans are excited. Like Hayes said, the military, all the veterans, we certainly appreciate them. And I think we should rename the players. Sorry, Disney, the happiest place on earth.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, and I agree. Well, it's Disney World for grown-ups. That's, absolutely. That's exactly well, even
2: right. kids, you see them rolling down hills. Yeah, and that's right. They're having a great time out here too. They get player signatures. They love it.
0: Yeah, and and, and it it really is nice. And the, the military
1: is like, awesome. F- yeah, absolutely. I'd like for that to be a drill that they incorporate into the combine. No, <laughs> rolling,
2: down, rolling a down, down a hill. Rolling down the hill.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Cuz I think that would tell you a lot about player. Well, let me just say this. <laughs> the bench pressing, the sprinting, the cones, the jumping. It's probably beyond our time. But if it's rolling down the hill, let me just say this. I got eligibility left, okay? <laughs> it's all about eligibility. So, who didn't love rolling down a hill? This is great. It's a gorgeous day out here. We're going to talk all about the golf. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk some basketball. There's all kind of stuff to get to. But it is an absolutely spectacularly gorgeous day here at the Players. It could not be any prettier. And again, it, it just feels good to be out here. Weather's going to be interesting. 86 today, mm-hmm. then they're going to invert the numbers. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow, the high is 68. And usually, a front comes through with rain that brings the cold weather. And let's go to, I'm going to now turn it over to the show's chief meteorologist, <laughs> Lauren Brooks. But I, I didn't see any rain but i did see it's 86 today and 68 tomorrow as highs
2: yeah i think it's just a traditional cold front which is interesting uh but it's certainly going to be i think a little bit nicer i think because we've been dealing yes it's been warm but we haven't had mid 80s so i think a lot of people out here might find this a little bit warm so certainly tomorrow the high of 68 and then thursday high of 71 that's going to feel good there is a little bit of rain projected for friday so hopefully that changes uh and then saturday and sunday i mean Highs in the 70s, lows in the upper 50s. That is literally yeah. perfect for the golfers.
0: And, and Hayes, I think what's gonna, what changes the weather from 86 today to 68 tomorrow without rain is a cumulus nimbus cloud. Ooh, wow. I think that's Just what one. Hang on. I've got to pick up my pen I think off the ground. Just one I think, <laughs> cloud. I think it's a cumulus nimbus cloud that changes <laughs> yeah. all of it. Okay, that's what I think. That's, How sure? about that? that not, not I mean, right out of the gate yeah. I dropped that on. Yeah, okay? That is impressive. Okay, that that was absolutely impressive. Yeah, so, so, look, if you, if you look up and you see any cumulus nimbus clouds, you'll then know. And the wind is training. not supposed to be wild it doesn't appear
1: it might change right. in, in how it, the direction but in terms of it doesn't appear like there's any days where they're expecting it to be gusts of you know twenty four miles an hour or uh, or higher at, at any sort of consistent level
2: yeah I think the highest wind is. Per- Right now, Friday, maybe seventeen miles per hour, but that would be the max wind gusts, um, a little bit Saturday and Sunday, so I, yeah, I do think we are going to have uh, the course be the star of the show. I think last year, the weather might have been the star of the show, but I think this year the course is actually going to be the star
0: yeah and, and and as it should and as it always has been, so so we're excited about being out it. we really are we, we we joke around a lot, but this is a it is a it is a treasure that uh, that we have on the first coast. We are honored and privileged to have. Uh, this magnificent golf tournament played in our locale every year, and I mean that very, very sincerely. It is a, it's a magnificent thing to have this year, and, and it's a, and it's not just the beauty of the players in Jacksonville and in the Jacksonville area. It's not just for the golf people, you know. I mean, it's not just, it's not just for golf diehards. It's for everybody, and, and that is a beautiful thing. So, uh, uh, most people you know have been to the players, you know that. Think about it. Most people you know. That have lived here for a while have been to the players might have been a lot may have been a little may have been one or twice once or twice may have been a hundred times but would you agree that most people you know have been to the players I, I would
1: and uh, yeah it's 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 a privilege and a blessing to have it here and uh, I it, it's it's hard to believe a year has passed yeah you know I mean it 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 just flew by uh, but it's uh it's great that that we have another chapter I I couldn't believe you know in, in hearing Commissioner uh, Jay Monahan earlier today, uh, and it was Gary Smiths that asked him the question um, from the Times Union about next year is going to be the 50th, yes. the 50th anniversary of this uh, of this just unbelievable tournament. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's it looks like everything sets up for it to be a fantastic week and uh, lots of great players as well. And we'll obviously get into great detail uh, on uh, on who we think are, is going to contend here as the week continues.
2: And Frank, J. Monahan, the commissioner, said that it's awkward without Cam Smith. I, I honestly don't think people are even paying a lick of attention to the fact that he's not here. I think everyone is so focused on will it be Ron? will it be Rory, will it be Scheffler, will it be Max Homa, you know, who on earth is going to win this tournament? So I, I really don't think the absence of Cam Smith is, is damaging to the tournament whatsoever.
0: Yeah, and, and, I, and, I'll, and that's one of the topics I've got planned for today. Uh, I can tell you that, honestly, um, I never thought I'd be this guy. Because I'm so tour yes and live no, but I do think the the presence of the live could not have worked out any more perfectly for the tour. I, I think, and, and, and again, that's our first topic for today. So I don't want to I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but I'm going to make a point to where I think the live is almost good for the tour. In a, in a weird okay. sort of way, in a, in a weird sort of way, I'm going to explain that uh, that it's not the worst thing for the tour because. And I care a great deal about the tour, so we'll get to that. So that, that's topic number one today. Um, got some mocks out there. You've seen some mocks. I have. It's mock season now. It's really players' championship season, and it's NCAA basketball season, but it's also mock season. So we'll get some of the mocks uh, out there as well. More and more talk about uh, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Straub, other players who didn't. It will continue to, to uh, continue to wrap up uh, the combine as well. Also, want to get to touch on at least. Um, Who's going to get cut, who's not? You've seen some Jaguar activity here and there. Not a whole lot of activity, but there's a little bit. Uh, Riley, um, uh, certainly, um, The the uh, Ridley is here. Um, we don't know about Juwan Taylor yet. Uh, we know Evan Ingram is here one way or another. He's going to be on the football team this year. We hope he's extended, but if not, we know he's going to be on the football team here. Um, we don't know yet about Arden Key. Uh, but I But I think... I got a thought or two about where the team might go, and a question for you, Hayes. As we kind of get move forward, as we get to this, I also want to do this. Um, I want to say, in terms of leisurely enjoyment, is this the best week of the year for the sports fan? I think so. Living here, if that's your category, I think so. I mean, it's not. I'm not going to tell you that I get as excited here as I do a, a, play, a home playoff game. I'd be lying if I said that but as far as leisurely enjoyment goes i don't think any week of the year for the sports fan even comes close to this because there's no anxiety
1: and it's all pleasure right you know for the most part and and when you're it's whether it's florida georgia or a huge jaguars game i mean there's there's an anxiety with how is the game going to go as you get closer to it this is a i mean a 5 6 day event where just enjoy it and I mean, unless you've got something riding on it. That's right. You know, <laughs> just, That's right. just enjoy the ride.
2: Which we all will have something riding on it when it comes to Thursday Monday. But, yeah, I agree. Because, like, preseason football, someone could say, well, you don't have anxiety before a preseason football game. But in the end, the – the, resu- the result of that doesn't matter. The result here certainly matters, but you still get to sit back, relax, and enjoy it.
0: All right. So a lot of things to talk about today. We'll talk golf. We'll talk about the best golfers in the world. We'll talk about live and how it affected this thing. Riley Green, you're gonna have to give us a Riley Green overview. Sure. Who is he? Where did he come from? All that. Have, we'll have talk you all noticed the cowboy boots? I have noticed that a lot of women must be Riley Green fans. What I've noticed <laughs> is there's a lot of there. I mean, I mean, there's on this this sidewalk right yep. in front of us. I've noticed I've noticed some cowboy boots. Yep. I've noticed, but I've noticed. It, 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 it looks like a female crowd. Is that a standard thing for Riley Green?
2: I would say predominantly female, absolutely. Yeah, I mean,
0: I mean, yeah. we, we're watching the crowd walk by here, and again, there's a diff- bunch of different ways to get to 17. Most people park out by 17 in the general parking area, I would think. So we won't see them. We're about, we are at Sawgrass Square. We are not next to the concert, but we have the big screen here, so we'll be able to tell you about all the military stuff as it happens. Uh, and we'll Hopefully ta- we like to try and take you there, and it'll be on a big screen right in front of us, so we'll certainly be able to do this. When we come back, let's talk some golf. Let's talk about the, this uh, the shape of the tour, how Liv is affected it or not, the shape of this golf tournament, uh, the uh, the competitors out there and who to watch, all that comes up. We'll kick it off with some players talk. Glad you're with us on a Tuesday. Our Tuesday is always brought to you by the Nimnict family of dealership. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
3: You know, would it be better if the defending champion was here this week? Absolutely. But he made a decision that he felt was, was the best thing for him and, and – You know he knew that decision was going to come with consequences and and one of the consequences is uh is right now not being able to play on the pga tour it's a nimnik tuesday on the frangie show nimnik your friends in the car business since 1941.
0: the comments of rory mcelroy today uh talking about the fact that cam smith will not be here you know the story by now cam smith uh one of the uh, golfers who joined the live tour uh, which meant you're no longer eligible to play on the, on the PGA Tour. And it's uncomfortable, obviously, because that means the defending champion, who also happens to live here, I can't defend his title. We'll get to that in just a bit. You'll also hear some of the comments. I want you to hear some of Jay, Jay Monahan's comments. That comes up in our next segment. We make the first handful of segments here about golf on this gorgeous day. What I really want to do, though, Lauren, I want to lay down there right in that perfect grass and just mm-hmm. drink a beer. <laughs> just lay down there, right, right there. Hey, see that grass right there? Mm-hmm. Just lay down there. Drink just, a a good cold, call. just a cold beer, maybe a hot dog. That would be pretty good. I think right, that would Right be there, good. where I'm pointing, right here. So we're at Sawgrass Square, and it is a fantastic area. A little quiet now, but it's going to be crazy here. I can promise you that uh, throughout the course of this week. And this is just day one of the players' practice round, as you know, today and tomorrow, and then they start in earnest on Thursday morning. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, seeing them play golf.
2: Lush green grass, that's what I would call that. Oh,
0: it's very, very lush. All right, so here's my thought about this. In an odd sort of way, yeah, you'd rather have Cam Smith here, and there's a handful. You're always better when Dustin Johnson's in your field. You're always better when Phil Mickelson's in your field, even though he's, a, he's an older player now. So nobody would debate that. But I will tell you, number one, the controversy – made people pay attention to golf that otherwise might not have. I, there's not a doubt in my mind that people – there were people that were, that were sports fans, not necessarily golf fans, that I'm convinced said, what's the – what are we doing here? Who, 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 who's the other tour? And why is there another tour? And why is everybody so mad at each other? And I think, Lauren, the conversation about that has caused people to notice professional pay-for-play tournament golf – more than they might have in the past. That's that's only step one of my, my point here. But I think more people are talking about golf because there's competing tours than there would have been had there not been.
2: One of the best things in sports is rivalries, right? Mm-hmm. There aren't really rivalries on the PGA Tour. Yes, we can talk about Patrick Reed and how a lot of guys don't necessarily love the way he plays. They think he cheats, stuff like that. But for the most part, golf is an etiquette game. Well, Liv came around, and now you have a legitimate rivalry between the PGA Tour and Liv. And I think you have a lot of Americans who said, hold on, wait a minute. We're not going to back that other tour, obviously. We're going to back the PGA Tour, and now I'm actually going to pay more attention because of some of the comments that Rory McElroy has made, Jay Monahan has made. And so I think the rivalry itself drew people in, and I think that is good for the sport.
1: And I think it's good that we've seen loyalty be rewarded because I think that's what we've seen with the players like Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas uh, that have stuck with the PGA Tour. Because Liv was just enough of a threat and I don't think it's going to be anything more than what it is today, which is an utter joke. Uh, I don't think that it's it's going to become a legitimate threat, but it was enough of a threat that I do think it forced the PGA Tour to change the way that they were doing some things. And, and you know, again, Jay Monahan was asked that today and, and he deflected and talked about, you know, other things in the industry that, that all led to this coming, but I I doesn't, you know, I mean to me, look, we know all this happened because of the threat of LIV. A year ago. Right. We know the radical changes right. that that came were because of the that. Tournament. And, and and that's fine. And look, I I understand Monaghan's not going to give them the time of day and he shouldn't. Um but but looking at it from a practical standpoint, obviously what LIV did and and the the appeal of LIV to the players that that went over there, uh the PGA Tour, Wisely countered Uh, many of of the of the reasons that the players were thinking that the grass would be greener on the live tour. But they're now playing soulless golf that's got nothing to add to their legacy because they're playing in exhibitions that have no tradition that no one cares about. uh, Versus the PGA Tour, which is you know the bedrock of integrity and iconic players in this sport and competing at the highest level and competing for championships that you know date back over a hundred years and, and you know in, in some tournaments it's uh it, it's it was it was the perfect perfect thing I know at the time it didn't feel like that a year ago it did not feel like that I'm sure this year has been very stressful for Monahan and his team but I think a year later they're much more stronger for it I think they have a much stronger tour and they still have a tour that is outstanding Standing, yeah. I mean, they have a tour that is got such depth of star power that
0: uh, I think they're in great shape. I think sometimes, and it would happen with any league. It would happen with the NBA. It would happen with the NFL. It would happen with Major League Baseball, and it just happened with golf. There could be some debate or discussion of what's bigger: the entity or the player. And there have been times when. The players seemed bigger. Michael Jordan seemed bigger than the NBA. There, there's no getting around that. There's times, yet at the end of the day, what we have really learned is the entity is always bigger, and that's what we've learned. I sense that live is going to evolve. Do you remember? And this is the other part about why it, it, it's golf is more noticed. All competitive golf is noticed even more. You guys probably don't, and maybe Gibby, you you've read about it. You you might not, you guys aren't going to remember this, but do you remember when baseball tried to have a senior circus, a senior league? Do you remember this? I don't remember. Major that. League Baseball, it might have been thirty years ago. I don't even remember what they called it. Gibby, do you remember this at all? Any, any details of this at all?
4: No, I don't actually.
0: Ba- baseball tried to, I mean, it, that's how, how long it lasted. Is they tried to have their version of the Champions Tour, and baseball tried to do it, and some guys, some, I, I'm telling you. I want to say they, played, they had a, played an exhibition game here maybe in the early 90s. It was founded in
2: 1989. Yeah. It was for players 35 and over. Correct. And they played a 72-game schedule, eight but, teams in two divisions. But it
0: never lasted. And, and, and I think they played an exhibition game here in like 91 maybe. And, uh, and 35
2: and over, that sounds young now. Yeah,
0: yeah but, but, I, but they and I didn't remember what the age was. I was even thinking it was 40, so it was 35. But they tried to have their version, and it never took. And my vision is live will be almost like that, even though I know there's a lot of young players in it. It's not like it's all older players, but it will almost be some combination of triple a, which is really what the corn Ferry is. But I mean, some, some, it it won't be any, it'll never be an equal. I wondered at first, if it would be an equal with all the money. And there are some named players. I mean, Cam Smith and Patrick Reed and, 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 and Bryson DeChambeau and, and Phil Mickelson, these are big name guys. And, I wondered, I really did, and maybe you guys did as well, if there's enough legitimately big-name guys playing in another tour, would the tour compete? And I wasn't sure. I'm just being honest. I wasn't sure. Well, that never happened. I I told you all along, the lack of a television contract in, in, in America is the real reason it didn't get going. And now, even though it's on the CW... It's almost like nobody notices it any more than when it wasn't on the CW. I wondered if that would affect it. So, so and, and again, it could change Hayes, but I wasn't sure how much attention would get. At the end of the day, it was perfect. It got enough attention, to your point a minute ago, to make the tour do some things that make it better. It got enough attention to get people talking about golf but it's taken no attention away from the PGA Tour. That was the – isn't that – that's kind of, I kind of buried the lead. That's kind of the thesis statement is would it take any attention away from the PGA Tour, and I think it's now roundly accepted that it is not. Not at all. I mean, I, I can't even tell you a live event that exists.
1: I mean, the live tour would be a great place if you need to go into, like, the witness protection program <laughs> because no one's ever going to hear from you again. If you join that tour (laughs) and that's not going to change because so much of what makes golf great is the legacies of the events. And, uh, and again, look, I, I, well, this, this conversation will continue to happen. I, obviously there's no live uh, players competing this week here, but we're going to see them at the majors. And I wouldn't be shocked if a live golfer wins a major this year. Um, but you know, and, and it'll flare up a little bit. Does this? How much momentum will this give? Live, which is a legitimate question. But I think the answer is going to be none, because eventually that player that just won that major is going to go back to a tour that doesn't have a event that anyone cares about, and you're just not going to get sports fans to care about exhibitions if that's all you have, and that's all you're going to have. It takes decades to form the kind of legacy on a tour that, that gets golf fans engaged in it. And I just think, and, and, and they're not going to have that kind of staying power. I, there's no way with the millions upon millions upon hundreds of millions that the live tour is losing. Eventually, they're going to be like, look, this was nice, but we've given it a three-year run here, and we're going to move on to something else. I, have, I would be shocked. If Live exists in ten years.
2: I'm starting to think I totally agree with you. I'm starting to think that A, the Live golfers won't win anything because they're no longer used to pressure and they're not playing against the best in the world week in and week out. But also I'm starting to think that even if it it was real golf, let's call it, if if they had the exact same format as the PGA Tour does and they had four rounds and they had a cut. And you win actual money, not money that was already promised to you. Even if it was the same format as the PGA Tour thing, I still think it would make no dent whatsoever.
0: Yeah, and, and know this: through the course of through the course of history, of course of time, all the major sports have taken on competitors. Okay, they've all taken on so, so one of two things happens: only the major the major league never goes away. Let me be clear about this. In my lifetime, it's never gone away. The two most successful alternative leagues, the AFL and the ABA, were merged by the parent company. The NFL merged with the AFL. And for people that don't know, and and young people don't, most of the AFC teams were old AFL teams. I mean, I think most people realize that, right? I mean, the Steelers, the Colts, and the Browns went over from the NFL to what is the AFC, but every other team, that, other than expansion teams, they, they, they were the old AFL. The ABA, Who came over from the ABA? I'm trying to remember. The Nuggets, the Spurs. Uh, the Flint Tropics. <laughs> they finished <laughs> the, in four. They did. But the, but the Nuggets and Spurs, and I'm missing a few, but there's a handful of, of NBA teams that were ABA teams. I know the Nuggets and Spurs are two of them. But Pacers, the Pacers and Nets. Pacer, the Pacers and Nets. That's yeah. exactly right. They're the other four. So, so, but it, the point is this. The PGA never going away. It either – if the, if Liv ever really made a dent, then there'd be some sort of a combination or merge, or the Liv will just, will just continue to exist as AAA. And I think that's what – so it almost made – the only bad thing is there's a few good golfers that you wish were in the Tour, but it is not the one thing you worried about or wondered about. Would it take any attention away from the PGA Tour – and even if you take people like us that are biased because we love the tour and, the, and it's based here and the players is here, even if you ask some dude in Peoria who's not biased at all, does he pay less attention to the PGA Tour now, I don't think anybody would say yes. Take us out of the mix. Take some guy in the Midwest who just, just casual sports fan. There's no chance he spent less time watching Bay Hill or the Arnold Palmer than he did before. No chance. That's the bottom line. What? And, and also, what's the signature moment
1: of the Live Tour? Can you give me one example of anything that's happened in one of their events that has been remotely remarkable or interesting nope. or dramatic?
2: Nope. Absolutely And they've
1: not. been playing this now for like a year. And, and that is – you, you can't if, – if you are a sports entity that generates no buzz, you have no future. You are dead – on arrival,
0: and that's what live is. All right, so we got a lot of things to talk about today on the program. I want I want to keep it on this one more time. When we come back, I want you to hear the comments of Jay Monahan and John Rom, two important people. The I guy, the guy that I think is the best player in the world. I'm going to talk about that coming back. And uh, this sort of, in my mind, kicks off the tour season. It doesn't, but in my mind, it does. I think this is I think this is opening weekend. I think this is opening day in baseball. I think this is the kickoff weekend in the NFL I know there's been other tournaments but in my mind biased as I am I think this kicks it all off it's the first sort of kind of major and uh, we'll talk about that Jay Monahan's comments John Rahm's comments and more on golf we return oh it's a beautiful day here man there's going to be a concert there's going to be golf all week long man oh man it's a it's a great time to be on the first coast this is 1010XL and 92.5 FM
2: Players Week is here. It is the 49th edition of the Players Championship. Certainly looking forward to the golf all weekend long. The military appreciation festivities begin in just under an hour, and Frank Riley Green is performing. He is a 34-year-old male from Jacksonville, Alabama. How about that? He's an Auburn fan, so he loves the orange and blue just like we do. Slightly different blue.
0: Different blue. Carlin, I'll bet you could spin one right out of this grass. couldn't oh, you? Oh yeah, you could back that thing up like it was like it was on a dance floor, couldn't you? Yeah, I mean it's it's the players, and you
1: know I'm, I'm a red light performer, so <laughs> you know it's the biggest <laughs> event of the year. I'm going to play my best. By there the way, go.
2: Riley Green also was a quarterback at Jacksonville State. Yeah,
0: he's got football player written all over it. He, he, well, he's, he's got he's, the, he's got he's
2: got to be quarterback because he's a thin guy.
0: Yeah, when when I saw it, I mean, I'd I, I not heard of him. I was honest and not heard of him. Sure. And but I've Other heard me. I've heard he yeah. But, but, and I, and I mean this very respectfully.
2: <laughs> Here comes an insult. No, it's
0: not. <laughs> it's just you know so many. Right. That's not an insult. That's you true. just know so many of the new countries that right. they run together.
2: Absolutely. So no, that part's 100% yeah, true. Yeah, that wasn't
0: an insult at all. So, But, but yeah. But, but, so when I looked him up, I said, nah, I get it now. He's got, he's got the look the girls like, got the little mullet.
2: He's kind of thin, like
0: good-looking guy. a
2: more recent version of Sam Hunt. When Sam yeah, Hunt yeah. came around, now Riley's music is different, but when Sam Hunt came around... Former football player Chase Rice. Former football player. Certainly, the ladies fell in love. Uh, and Riley was on a uh, reality TV show called like Redneck Something. Yeah. Because of course he was. <laughs> because of course he was. The
0: uh, the the two most well attended um, media day, the uh, military appreciation country concerts. Do you know?
2: Redneck Island. That's what he was on. Uh, the two most well attended. I would guess Tim McGraw, and I would guess Toby Keith.
0: Sam Hunt, Toby Keith.
2: Sam Hunt, Toby Keith. okay.
0: Sam, Sam Hunt. I would have
2: thought Tim McGraw would have done.
0: Well, that, well, that was he only played two. Remember, it was, that was very early. That's true. Only that played was two a or long time. Yeah, you're right. And they Sam were just, Hunt, they the were just girls their way.
2: were everywhere, nice. and it'll be just like that on seventeen. So if you're coming out, uh, let me say when
0: the girls were everywhere was the Luke Bryan here. because we were doing our also show from true. the turn. Blue and I were doing the show. It was hard to keep Blue focused. Okay, Blue. <laughs> uh, Blue, we got a radio show to do here, bro. Because it, we were up there. Remember yes, the turn? Right absolutely. The
2: as I was walking by the turn, very close to the turn today, there was an alligator, about an yeah. eight-foot alligator. So So uh, beware as you're heading over that. How way. about
0: that? Did yeah, you, did there you, are en- did you on engage it at any point?
2: Absolutely not. It was a couple hundred yards from me, so yeah. I felt safe. But I will say, right, as you're watching,
0: how about the how about the eight Brooks and the eight footer? If well. one of our uh, loser Monday
1: <laughs> picks gets eaten by an alligator, <laughs> does that do you get a? a great race on yes. that,
2: or does yeah. it still count I'm going to rule you? yes. Okay. No. I mean, <laughs> no. Still, no I'm gonna, depends I'm gonna on who gonna, no. it is. L- if it's losing L- golfer, Yeah. golfer, yes. yeah, Losing. <laughs> okay. is,
0: losing. Is, well, that's a good point. Losing and losing, unless I change my mind. That's a good point. Uh, uh, Commissioner Jay Monahan spoke today, and I want you to hear some of his comments as we just sort of kick off the golf season in our mind. Look, the obvious question is, you don't have the defending champion here, and is that a little bit kind of awkward?
4: Listen, Cameron Smith... Had a great performance in 2022. He he was a a deserved champion. Um, And you know, I think as I look to this week and I look at you know the field that we have here and the strength from top to bottom, I think when we leave here on Sunday night, we're going to crown another deserving champion. You know, to answer your question directly, yes, it's awkward. Um, But you know, ultimately, that's a decision he made, and we've got an unbelievable field here there this week and a history and tradition that one of these 144 is gonna go seek to get. Now,
0: one thing that has been a a byproduct of this, if you will, is that there are now some uh, events kind of like the uh, Live event, I say like them, uh, no cut. For eight events next year, uh, the Tour will not cut. Uh, Jay Monahan talked about that.
4: PGA Tour has always had limited field, no cut, 72-hole stroke play events. In fact, Jack Nicklaus won 17 times in that format. Arnold Palmer won 23. Tiger Woods won 26. And to me, those wins, are, those, the format did not diminish those accomplishments as we sit here today. And I think as we look out to 24, 25, 26, the same will hold true. And now
0: the big question. What if a player went to the live tour, realized they had made a mistake or believed they had made a mistake and wanted to return and rejoin the PGA tour, would that be allowed?
4: Yeah, for some reason I've been hearing that a lot lately and, and I'm not certain where that's coming from. I mean, players that have, the players that are playing on that tour are contractually obligated to play on that tour. And so any hypotheticals at this point You know, really aren't relevant, and I think you know me well enough to know I'm not. I'm not uh, a big fan of hypotheticals, Um, but our our position to answer your question directly has not changed.
0: But it does, and Jay Monahan handled it well and very politically as he should have. But it does beg the question: What if, in a year or two from now, someone says I made a mistake? I'd like to come back. Where Where do you think that'll land?
1: Well, I think their first problem is going to be the Saudis. You know, for one, because they're under contract yeah and uh and so i, I think uh, before it even gets to the pga tour i think that player would have some very uncomfortable meetings um but uh you know I, I think that ultimately once it got beyond that i mean if the player was able to negotiate his uh his release from the live contract i think the suspension's going to hold i mean I, I i i think at some point they will be brought back. I don't think they're going to get lifetime bans for this, uh, but I think it's going to be. My guess is six months, you know, something like that. To where I, uh, I think I think it's going to take something filed, and there'll be a little bit of legal saber rattling, and then ultimately the PGA Tour will say after about six months, you know what, we've we've had this in the courts for six months, we've spent some money, you've spent some money. Now we're just going to drop it. We're going to reinstate you. So, Because ultimately, I think they would be reinstated. I I don't think you would just be able to issue a lifetime ban over that decision.
2: I don't think it'll be lifetime, but I think it'll be more like a five-year period where they say and probably hope that in that time frame, Live dissolves. Uh, But if not, then, yeah, you get a five-year suspension, so to speak, and then you're allowed back.
0: Yeah, I think the big question, we're all around it, is A, what is, the context, what is the context of the request to come back? If the live tour is going doing just fine and flying along, and one player just says, nah, I want to go back to the PGA Tour, it's going to be tough for that player. But if it collapses or begins to collapse, and the PGA Tour can kind of finish him off by taking back some players that want to come back, then strategically, why wouldn't you do it at that point? So it's still a strategy. It's still... It's still a strategy, and you're battling against your competition. So if if it's thriving and one player wants to come back, I think that's going to be tough. But if it starts to collapse, now, I don't think you come back with impunity. You, to your point, it might be a suspension for a while, or it might be, listen, if you come back now, there's going to be contractual language that you're locked into us for 10 years or whatever, that you can't do it again, right? And I, and I think you'd see language such as that. I mean, if, if I'm Jay Monaghan, and that thing starts to collapse, and I see players starting to to bail on the live tour. The money doesn't come through, whatever. They're in lo- They're embroiled in lawsuits. You know, leagues do collapse, and the World Football League never paid his people, and there was lawsuits, and they claimed bankruptcy, and the people that went there paid a price. Well, if some, if that started happening, and a player with with some prime left decided he wanted to come back, I think if I'm Jay Monaghan, yeah, we'll take you back because we want to strengthen our tour. And having you come back will strengthen our tour. Oh, by the way, I think a player's board would have to be involved in that. I don't think that's just a Jay Monaghan decision. I think, I think he would lean on his player's board to see where they stood on it. But then once that happens, I think you'd be okay to bring a player back if, if everybody agreed to bring the player back. But it wouldn't be with impunity. It would be with some sort of a suspension. But it would have to be with a guarantee you're not doing this again. And, and I think that's what we, I think that's what you would see. So, by the way,
2: it doesn't work like this, but I would love Hayes for the PGA Tour if someone tried to come back from Live to require a substantial donation to charities in the local area that the PGA Tour gets to pick because they just went and made a couple hundred a million dollars.
1: Yeah, and and again, it, I see and, that. Yeah, and, and maybe the player would would offer to do that is as, as part of a you know a good damage faith control Jesse, yeah. and, and things like that. Um, yeah, it's a great idea. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I and again th- these. These players don't seem to be, and I think this is just a, a, their gener- This is kind of the younger generation. I don't sense a lot of vindictiveness from the players that stayed loyal to the players that left. So I do think the, player, the players on the PGA Tour would probably like to see there be something, but I don't think that they would want it to be for a, a great length of time. And uh, you know, and, and you know, I I think from uh, getting them to stay faithful to the tour, I don't think there's a whole lot they could do there because none of these guys are under contracts to the tour. But um, you know, but again, once Liv does collapse and it will, uh, there's not going to be another PGA Tour
0: competitor that's going to rise from the ashes. Yeah, of that. that's right. And, and by the way, use it because there never is. One, the the NFL because it's so successful took on two or three and back in the day and and knocked them all out. All right, so uh, the comments of Jay Monahan. What about the golf tournament? What about the golf course? Uh, You know what I think my my take on this. I think John Rahm is the best player in the world, and I think he will distance himself a bit from the field this year. We'll see if I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, It's rare when the best player in the world ever distances himself. Tiger obviously did. I think David Duvall did for a small period. But and obviously Jack and Arnie back in the day, but it's rare for even the best player in the world to ever have much distance. Certainly since Tiger, nobody's even come close to distancing themselves. And I'm not sure anybody before between Jack and Tiger did, but I think John Ron might distance himself. Just maybe not a lot because the players are so good, but I think that's my opinion of him. He spoke with the media today and was asked, what would it mean to win the players?
5: Winning this event is a big step forward to his Hall of Fame career. You are the players champion. As close as you can get to being a major champion without officially being one. So I think that the magnitude of the event and the golf course that comes with it, when you come down the stretch and you play those final, we can include 13 depending on pin position, but 14 through 18 are no joke. And if you can get you know through that and become the champion, it's it's a very unique tournament, a very unique championship. right? It is our championship.
0: And he's right. The golf course starts at 14. And it, it, four, I think 14 is the toughest hole in the golf course. I know we looked it up, and 18 plays tougher to them. But I think for, ask any hack like us how hard 14 is. It's just brutal. And 14 is brutal. 15 is playable. And then 16, yeah, there's a lot of birdies here because it's a par 5. But it can also grab you. And we all know 17 and 18. So it, it really does start there. Uh, the comments of uh, John Romo about the golf course. He was also asked, by the way, does he think defending champion Camp Smith should be here?
5: I've always thought on those selective events that you need to qualify. CJ Cup, for example, if you were to win, you should automatically be into next year's CJ Cup to defend the tournament. It's my belief that defending champion should always be there. We're talking about different circumstances right now. Some players made a choice of going to a different golf league knowing that they weren't going to be allowed to play here. And, yes, this is a massive event. It's very very close to a major quality event, but still a PGA Tour event. So uh, with that regard, no. Right. He, he's, I don't think just him should be allowed to be here.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I agree with John Rahm. I mean, Cam Smith made the choice very late in the year, the calendar year, right after he'd won the British Open. And so he knew the consequences, and now you've got to face the consequences.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with Rom. Uh, Frank, I don't agree with you that Rom will distance himself only because I think the field is so incredibly strong. And Rom has a tendency to be a little emotional, and, and that, I think, can work against you in this great sport.
0: He, true, but I get the sense he's kind of gotten that under control. I don't think temper tantrum Rom's out there. Do you agree with that? I do. I think he's really
1: matured a lot. And he's in that sweet spot for winning this event. This is going to be a sixth start. If you look historically – it, when you look at all the champions of the players and particularly if you throw out the the first couple of years of the event, because obviously that was everybody's first or second, third time seeing it uh, but when you really start to get into the, the meat of the tournament history, the sweet spot for winners here is that 5th appearance 6th appearance, 7th appearance uh, and, and Rahm is right in that sweet spot, so this is a course that normally you've got you've to gotta get some scars out here to really know how to play it. it. It has happened. Craig Perks obviously showed up, won it in his first time uh, 22 years ago. It happens, but it's an outlier. Normally the player's champion is going to be somebody that has seen and played this, competed in this event five or six times before they win it. This is Rom's sixth start. He's got an average player score of 71.26. I think he's a very strong player this week.
2: Yeah, I think he'll play fairly well. Do just- you think he's the
0: best player in the world?
2: I do right now, yes. But I think in two months, right. Rory might be the best player. And that's game. what history I is. Scheffler th- might be the and, best player.
0: And, the and, that's what, and, and by the way, that's what recent history has told us, that nobody, the field is so good, the field is so deep, the field is so legit, that history has told us that, that I'm wrong, that no one's going to no distance themselves. For a while, we thought JT was. For a while, we thought Spieth was. For a while, Rory. But nobody did. Nobody did. Some Because, you know why? Because they're all there. Scheffler, Scotty Sheffler came out of nowhere yep. and other than he costing won Bay you, Hill last year: Other than costing you lunch, yeah. he, he was never bad. I mean that's so, correct. And he, and he came out of nowhere, you know so, I mean he really did. He's so. just 26, and, he, and he's yeah. a young guy and yeah. he's a young guy so.: uh, He
2: seems very balanced. He does. Scheffler does not seem me- very measured. He does not seem like a guy that gets too high or too low.
0: But, but I really do believe that John Rom has corrected that. Uh, who, who, we'll, we'll see. I just, I just think he is such a good player, so, so we wind up. I can't wait. I can't wait for Thursday. Right now, I want to go lay on that grass right there and have a beer right there, there and go. watch you back. Watch you backspin some balls. That's okay. what I want to do. That's all I want. Let's do it. My needs are small. Can I drink too? You can. Yeah. <laughs> while, you, while you're hitting shots, I'll Perfect.
2: get a picture of you guys in the grass.
0: <laughs> when we come back, let's get into some football. The big news is no surprise, but it's the big news of the day. Lamar Jackson was tagged one of the most uh, flamboyant and talked-about players in uh, the National Football League. What does that mean? What does it mean for him? What does it mean for his future? It means that this year he's on the team, by the way. But uh, uh, And they did not designate or at least tell what, what designation he has. Hayes, I want you, uh, your understanding of, of capped and the rules is, yeah. is very Oh, it is non-exclusive. Yeah, they thank gave you, him gave the $32 million, not the 45, So he will be able to negotiate with right. other teams. So when, thank you, Gibby, for that. So when we do come back, Hayes, I want you to explain what that means and where you think that's headed. Uh, we're live at the Players on a Best Bet Monday. Well, that's all right. We're on a Nimnik Tuesday. Yesterday was our Best they, Bet Monday. The days are flying by. The days by are flying by. by. This is a Nimnik Tuesday. And you know what, by the way? There's no better day to have a Nimnick because the Nimnik family's involvement in this event, Billy Jr., um, God rest his soul, uh, and Billy and Lee's mom, uh, and, of course, Billy and Lee. The, the Nimnicks have been so, so, Ed Nimnick, who's who, uh, one of the Red Coats who's been so involved in this for so long. The Nimnicks have been so, so involved in this event for so many years. It's great to be out here on a Nimnick Tuesday. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
6: I ain't ready to go today, but when my time comes, and if I had it my way, I'd be sitting on a leg like glass, kitchen, largemouth amount batches, my bowl and me. Maybe on a 50-yard line, watching Alabama whip up on Tennessee. Or maybe on a front porch swing, something cold to drink, in mama's hand to hold. And a song
0: on the radio. Riley Greene, tonight, to we'll be talking about Alabama whipping up on Tennessee. Yeah. I got, I got to say this. Didn't happen this year. I got to say no, I gotta say this. Um I've seen a lot of Springsteen shows, Billy Joel, Elton, Eagles, Mellencamp. I could go on. I've never heard him talking about SEC football, you <laughs> I can say there's not, there's not a lot, and I love SEC football, Brooks, but there's not been a lot of SEC football talk in my music.
2: How many of those guys are from the South?
0: Well, well, Probably not. See, that's why. Alabama whip it up on Tennessee. Riley Green, will he he sing that song tonight? The Alabama whip it up on Tennessee
4: song?
2: I don't know what the set list will be. It's a good question. I'm not sure. Probably, although because it didn't happen this year, maybe he'll reserve. But, yeah, it should be be a lot of fun for people who love country music. He's not the only country singer who sings about SEC football. I can't assure you of that. Is there a
1: country music song (laughs) called Vern Lundquist?
2: There's not. I'm going to yeah. pen it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to pen it. <laughs> what is, it's you know, 4.02. What? It'll yeah. be done by 4.19. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Sun, tell
2: you. One of my favorite. Some kiss rhymes with Lundquist one, if one, you one, need something. There you go. One, one,
0: You know what? I can see she it coming just, together now. You know right She now. just got yeah. royalty. Put a, little,
2: put a little vodka in your sun-kissed, and then sit back, relax, and listen I to can Vern tell you, Lundquist.
0: One of my favorite favorite three or four months of the show is when Rick Palou decided he was writing a country song. <laughs> Rick Palou Rick said he was going to write a country song. He, all, he, I don't remember the whole what the song came out. He promised me it would have a truck, a dog, a broken heart. Oh my! Yeah. Right? I mean, they're all in it, right? You go, you, give sure. me a, you give me a truck, a dog, and a broken heart. You know what he got the starting of? Country music Absolutely. song. You know what
2: I was thinking the other day is, you know that song, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys?
4: Yeah.
2: I was thinking, the franchise tag aside, but Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Running Backs. Yeah, yeah. Because now you're never going to get drafted uh, in the first round. Boys. You're not going to make as much money. It seems like the other positions are kind of passing them by. They,
0: well, certainly for tenure, for sure. Right, but, the but
2: franchise tags, obviously, yeah, you're right. you'll get $10 million. Yeah. That's a different story.
0: Speaking of those, um, Lamar Jackson got tagged. Explain what kind of tag he got, Hayes, what kind of tag he didn't get, and what that means.
1: So the Ravens had two options. They could give him the exclusive franchise tag, which would basically lock him in for $45 million once he signed it, and teams could not negotiate with Lamar Jackson. Uh, Or they could place the non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson, which is what they did. The non-exclusive tag comes in at about $33 million. It does allow other teams to negotiate with Lamar Jackson, uh, if they come to an agreement with Lamar Jackson, the Ravens can match it. If they do not match it, the Ravens would get two first-round picks. Yeah, so so there you go. The uh,
2: I think that's kind of smart by the Ravens because if I guess if somebody else wants him, that you get two first-round picks and you move along.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think at this point um, that one's hard to figure because it's hard for me not, even though John Harbaugh has been nothing but complimentary, it's hard for me not to think now that that relationship's a little bit fractured. Uh, and, and I've seen in sports, we've seen fractured relationships get healed very quickly. Uh, that's not unusual. With money. <laughs> yeah, with money, yeah. right.
2: But Yeah, absolutely. But,
0: Hayes, don't you sense that that thing's, if not broken, at least a little cracked, that relationship? I,
1: I think what Baltimore is counting on is that Lamar Jackson's market is not going to be as strong as he believes it is. And – and I think Baltimore is probably going to be right because when you look at it, they obviously have a very good idea of what the other GMs think. Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. So it's it's hard, I think, for his camp to have a really firm grasp on what the other clubs, in terms of, of conversations and things like that. You know, who does Lamar Jackson have to have those conversations at the Combine? Uh, you know, so – Certainly, we've talked about it. There's teams that are desperate for a quarterback. Now, one of the teams that could be a real contender here would be Miami. But they forfeited their pick this year because of the uh, Brady tampering. Right, that's right. So Miami can't really be a player in this until after the draft, which sort of eliminates them because I think this is going to happen quickly if it happens. So you would look at a team like Atlanta. If you're Atlanta, do you try to sign Lamar Jackson? I think it's a mis- it would be a mistake for Atlanta because you're not close. Right. I mean, Lamar Jackson y- y- you could maybe you certainly with Lamar Jackson can you contend in a bad NFC South? Yeah, you you're probably on fairly equal footing with New Orleans. But you're not going to be a factor in right. the tournament. I mean, and so it, it's I think I think this is going to end up working out well for Baltimore cuz I think ultimately Lamar Jackson probably is not going to get the contract he wants he wants the deshaun watson deal
0: and and i don't think any
1: team in this climate is going to do that the teams that are at the top of the draft aren't going to do it because they're going to rely on getting one of the four the top four and i don't see a team that is is sort of in the back end of the first round that i think is going to move mountains to go get lamar jackson i mean maybe the jets maybe the jets but I, i you know I think the Jets are still hoping that Aaron Rodgers is their guy, so they certainly uh, should be now. Yeah, so I think it, it for for it being a thirteen million dollar difference, I think it made sense for the Ravens to go about it this way. If Lamar Jackson ends up getting a, a mind blowing offer, the Ravens can still just match it, and then they'll probably it's not going to be ridiculously above what Deshaun Watson got, which I'm sure is somewhat in the ballpark of what the Ravens had been budgeting. So my guess is this may end up being a, a bargain for the Ravens in the long run.
2: Yeah, I agree that no team is going to give Lamar exactly what he wants. But what's crazy, Frank, is when we see Geno Smith getting a three-year deal and Derek Carr getting the deal that he did, the million million no. for four years in Geno Smith's deal, it, the going rate for I'll say slightly better than average quarterbacks is 30 something million. So of course, Lamar's sitting there going, I deserve more than $33 million.
0: And Daniel Jones just got 40. Yeah.
1: uh, Four years, $160 million. Just uh, an incredible deal for Daniel Jones. Uh, It allowed the Giants to be able to put the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. Uh, So the Giants, to their credit, able to secure both uh, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, but a ton of money. Going to Daniel Jones, it'll be interesting to see the guarantees. Um, I mean, maybe it's a deal in which if Daniel Jones doesn't play particularly well this coming season, they can get out from under it. Uh, they probably can because, again, the cap's expected to explode, so that would certainly help. But it's still a lot of money for a guy that, uh, you know, What, what do you th- 15 touchdown passes. Now, mm-hmm. again, he ran. he ran. He runs it well. Uh, and he didn't turn the ball over a lot, and 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 he was he was certainly a, a big part in them turning around their their fortunes and getting into the playoffs. But I mean, again, it, it just this is why this is why the Jaguars can win it all because there's teams out there that are paying Daniel Jones forty million dollars. There's teams out there that are moving mountains to sign Derek Carr, and the Jaguars simply. Pay Trevor Lawrence ten million dollars, very reasonable rate for the third year of his rookie contract. Right. And it just enables them to fortify other positions yeah. that
0: teams can't. And when it's time to play him the big money, we have an owner that will do that. That's oh, the sure. other that, when the when the time comes, nobody wants Trevor Lawrence to be here through his through his fifth year option. We want him to be here through twelfth and fifteenth year. What option. will
2: that figure be? 50 something million oh, dollars. I would think about it
1: then, yeah. I would, I would uh, honestly, I would th- yeah. I, if he plays well next year, which You'd he probably will, go ahead and extend him. I would do it absolutely. I would do it the second I could do it. And you can't and do I it until str- you can't do it until he's played one more year, right? So, right. A, a year from today, they could announce a Trevor Lawrence extension. And I would model it very much after Kansas City did Mahomes's yeah. deal, they did this like 10 year, 500 million dollar deal. It seemed astronomical mm-hmm. at the time, but really I it gave Kansas City a ton of flexibility and and obviously Mahomes is worth I mean he'd be worth paying 70 million dollars yeah. a year I mean he's, he's incredible but and, and hopefully Trevor will 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 get to that point but uh, but yeah I mean if if I was shot con,
0: I, I would oh. be saying, how long can we possibly make this yeah. I, it, I would
1: I, honestly I would treat it like a baseball contract well,
0: well I, I, I can say this to that end. I think if we all voted, if we all, I mean, not, I say not just the three of us, but people in Jacksonville, I think it's a safe assumption that we don't know yet if Trevor's going to be Brady Mahomes or Roethlisberger Rivers, but it's going to be one of them. It's, not, it's pretty safe now to assume this, there's not a bust coming. Okay, there. He's too. He's too grounded. he's might too, be a Hall of Fame bust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's too grounded. He's too focused. He's too. I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, uh, is it safe to say? And, I mean, you could be wrong. We I mean, could have a catastrophic injury, I suppose. But is it safe to say the opinion of just about everybody, Jacksonville people, media people nationally, that that the that the floor now is damn good. Ten-year starter. That's the floor. I would agree. Yeah, that that that's the floor now. And the 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 ceiling, who knows? So so that's why that's what supports your thinking, is if worst case scenario, is Phillip Rivers, which I think it is, and I know Phillip Rivers is a really good player, by the way, but I do believe worst case scenario for Trevor Lawrence is Phillip Rivers. You agree
1: with that? I I do, and and look, I think Shad Khan's never been in this situation before. This is going to be an opportunity for him to show his commitment to winning, which has always been outstanding. Uh, he's just put his trust in, in not the wrong people, but, I mean, he's just placed his trust in guys that unfortunately just couldn't get the job done to the level that they needed to to, to maintain their, their employment. But he's always been committed to winning, and this is going to be his signature moment. I mean, right. this is going to be – I mean, this is going it, – It's pretty, I would think it's pretty cool as an NFL owner when you get to sign the biggest contract in yeah, NFL right. history, which is what it will be if Trevor Lawrence plays well next year. Now it may only be that for a month until somebody else signs the next big deal. But at the time it should be the biggest contract in NFL history. I think that's a moment that Shad Khan will – Absolutely embrace,
2: and it'll only be the largest NFL contract in history until the next quarterback that's signs.
0: That's right, and that and that and that's the way professional sports go. Let's take a break. Let's get it back to golf in a minute. Rhyme time starts. Our friend Chris Reimer will join us. Chris will be with us on a regular basis, participating in Loser Monday, and also telling us what's going on. Chris was here a moment ago. He'll join us by phone today, and then the rest of the week he'll sit here uh, at four o'clock with us uh, uh, tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. Talking golf with us. Chris Reimer, our golf insider, is next on 1010XL and on 92.5FL.
3: It's a Nimnik Tuesday on The Frangie Show. Nimnik. Your friends in the car business since 1941.
0: Oh, doing, we do think our friends from the Nimnick family of dealerships. Nimnick Chevrolet money. is on Cassett Avenue at you Park. Nimnick Buick GMC is on Phillips Highway. You want a car, Nimnick is the name to know. Nimnick is the place to go. We're here at the Players' Championship. The military uh, festivities start in about 10, 12 minutes. Uh, but let's talk golf for a second. You know, when golf season comes, that means Chris Rymers, our guy, rhyme time right now, and he joins us by phone today, and then we'll be sitting with us at four o'clock the rest of the week. Chris, how are you, brother? Good to talk
7: to you. I am good. How's my team doing out there? It's a beautiful time to be out at the players, for sure.
0: God, it's cool. Yeah, everything everything's here, but you, and you'll be here tomorrow, so that'll be good. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. And you know, we, we talked about this, Chris. How how much how how much I, will, re, how rewarding will this be? Let me word it that way. For the people out here, Jared and his team haven't had one of these for a while, man. We had last year the awful rain, limited capacity the year before, tournament shut down the year before that. I gotta believe this is gonna be really rewarding because of what they've gone through for three years now.
7: Yeah, and that's like the weather is the one thing you can't control, and you hate to see that when it happens to the because you know how much work you know is put into this for years at a time and. Um, I, mean, I was out there this morning, sat in on, on Jay and Rory's press conferences and, and Ram's press conferences, and then, you know, walked the grounds. And, and it is, um, it is spectacular. I, um, commend the whole team out there. It just, it just, just looks so prestigious. Um, it is a international event that shines a light on our great community here and our little slice to heaven in North Florida. And, um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be an awesome year. I think the stars are aligning for great competition. So, um, can't wait to see not only the, the country concert tonight, but then get into the competition Thursday through Sunday.
2: Hey, Chris, who do you think right now is playing well enough to win this thing?
7: <laughs> I mean, everybody. That's the craziest thing. It's the one. <laughs> she I mean, just wanted you to give away your pick. Yeah. That's right. what she's trying <laughs> to do. Uh, uh, no, but like, it's the craziest thing about this event. It is, it, I mean, golf events as a whole are hard enough to pick already. And then you you take the Players' Championship and you start doing research of well, who has the best record here? And, you know, there are so many players that have, you know, a, a, a seventh place finish, two missed cuts, a 25th, and one a couple years ago. Like, it's, um, it's so hard to see anybody with just a strong, you know, five, six, seven, eight-year string of just really good um, finishes, and, and that's a sign of the course. You have to, you have, to have everything working to play well. But um, I think the fun part is a lot of the top players, are playing at their best right now. So you got Scotty and Rory and John Rahm and Max Oma kind of all coming off victories or, you know, stellar play over the last several months. And that makes it really exciting to see the the biggest names playing well coming into the event.
1: Chris, what are your expectations for
7: Tony Who Can It fee now? I don't, say I, Not great uh, this time, but he did. He, he did win, but I don't. I, I see him as being a little too volatile. He'd be somebody who could easily win, but I don't know that I would take him in the uh, in the loser in the loser Monday because he's also somebody that could eject pretty early on Friday. I feel like.
0: Yeah. Hey, I said this earlier, and maybe I've lost my mind. We haven't had a gap between one and two since Tiger. You know. We've had Justin Thomas was it for a while. Spieth was it for a while. Rory. But they've all been bunched up there because there's so many good players now. It's my opinion, Chris, that John Rahm, as good as Rory is, as good as Scotty Scheffler is, as good as all JT and all these players are, I get this feeling that this season John Rahm is so good that he may put a little distance between himself and number two. And not we're never going to see much distance anymore. We're never going to see Jack and Arnie anymore. But if I lost my mind to think that he's – that he's more than a shot better than, than than even the second or third best guy.
7: I don't think it's crazy to say that. I, I but I, I don't necessarily agree just because I the the thing about Tiger, and obviously you're not comparing him to Tiger, but but just Tiger was able to do it for, you know, two or three four seasons at a time. I think what we see now, and you saw this with Jason Day, you know, when he was number 1 in the world, and you saw this with Justin Thomas and you see it with Rory and Scottie Scheffler these guys get in the zone for four or five months at a time where they look like the world beaters and they look like there's just never anybody's going to catch them. I mean, Rory won four majors at a young age. It hasn't, hasn't won one since. So I think John Rob is in one of those zones right now. Um, I don't know if, if he keeps up like he is now and he keeps playing the way he is now, then yes, you're a hundred percent right. He is, his best is better than everyone else's best. Um, but I think Rory could, could, make a claim for that for his best but it'll just be a matter of can he you know you saw it, he came out and he he shot what was it 66 67 in the opening round of um bay hill but then he had a couple of you know he had a couple of over par rounds which happened like we've kind of been you know spoiled by tiger by thinking that's never going to happen again so i i would be curious to see If Rory gets on a run like that, if if Scotty, you mentioned JT, who hasn't had that four-month stretch in a while. Um, You know, those guys I think are every bit as good as John Rum. It's just a matter of if he keeps up this play, it's definitely going to be hard to catch him.
2: Chris, do you think Full Swing is doing a good job of letting people in behind the scenes? Because I know one of the most difficult things for the PGA Tour is letting the casual fan get to know these golfers' personalities.
7: Yeah, I, I, it's been fun to watch and it, and and I think, you know, it has people that I, you know, run into who maybe, you know, didn't know who Joel Damon was and how great of a guy he is, or, you know, didn't quite understand what somebody like Matthew Fitzpatrick does and the fact that he's scouted every single one of his golf shots since he was a junior golfer. You know, there's there's some element of behind the curtain of this traveling circus that's the PGA Tour that you're getting to to see and follow. So I think it's done a great job of, of that. I, I think it's a, um, it's awesome that like Justin and Jordan gave them that access that Rory was able to pull back a little bit and give them access. I love the Tony female episode showcasing, what just a remarkable human being Tony is and his family. Um, I think that's all great. And kind of humanizing some of the, you know, some of the personalities I'd love to see, you know, the up and coming guy who is just grinding, you know, just to get his PGA Tour card. I think that's an untold story um, of the PGA Tour. But ultimately, I think it's shining a, a light, you know, when, when my daughter still doesn't know how to work live television because she's 15. She only watches YouTube and her phone. So, like, when she turns on Netflix and there's an option of watching golf, I think that's an audience that um, the PGA Tour wouldn't normally reach. So if there's an option there to learn more and get excited, the same way it did for for F1, then, then that can only be a good thing.
1: Absolutely. Chris, who are some of the, the young players uh, maybe that, that aren't household names yet uh, to the casual golf fan but you think could be primed for huge 2023s?
7: Yeah, one guy to watch is, is Tom Kim. He's uh, This is his first player's championship. He won late last year. Uh, he was a star of the international team for the President's Cup. Um, just one of those guys that just everybody likes him. Like he's just infectious attitude, great attitude. Um, it, it just seems to be kind of the up and coming guy that's fearless. He's in a group, um, with Tony Finau and Patrick Cantlay, um, Matt Fitzpatrick, even though he won the U S open last year, doesn't seem to quite get the recognition of some of the other top players. He's as, um, you know, he's as good tee to green as anybody just a, a Like I said, he charts every shot, he grinds, you know, practices. Um, Last week's winner, Kurt Kitayama, he's a guy that that came in second a bunch. And so, um, you know, finally kind of got to go up against the best and and win at API. So sometimes a win like that propels you into even bigger and better things. Um, A really young player, a U.S. guy, is Taylor Montgomery. He's had a great start to the season. I would say so. Those are some of the names that maybe you haven't heard that, um, you know, whether or not they contend this week, but I think they're well on their way to kind of being in that next group of um, top young players.
0: Chris, final thing. Uh, Liv was discussed a great deal today. Uh, Jay Monahan and some of the players were asked about the fact that Cam Smith, the defending champion, won't be here. Um, all right, we've had a year now to digest it, to watch it. Your thoughts now on Liv's impact on the tour, if at all? It's it little impact because the defending champion's not here. Um, and where that thing's gone since we first heard about it?
7: Yeah, and I, I I think the Live has created a need for the players themselves to come together like like never before. I've I've heard a lot of like because of Liv, the PGA Tour had to make changes. But it, it's also the PGA Tour is a player as a player run league, and I think there has never been a group of top players who have come together the way that this group of top players with Rory is kind of the CEO, JT, Rom, all coming together at a meeting in Delaware last year and presenting a plan that they will play more often, that they will commit to playing in these you know, designated events. Um, if, if it had been the other way around and the tour had gone to the top players and said, we're going to have these 10 events and you have to play in them or whatever the number is, you have to play in them the top players would not have all come together and said yes. And that, you know, a lot of what's happening now are things that were ideas the tours had in the, in the past, but the, the players were independent contractors. And so it was always hard to get a, a unanimous, you know, uh, yes from PGA Tour players. So I think what's interesting is that the, the top players have realized the need to create an entertainment product, have realized the need to... Um, come together and play more often. And because of that, the PGA tour is now able to, you know, figure out the structure and the funding to make that lucrative for them as well. And so all of that was kind of spurned on by Liv, but it was player, player driven and player led. You know, the last 10 years we've tried to get players to do walk and talk interviews on the telecast. And it was always a hard no. And now they're doing that. And so, um, it's, it's kind of spurned players to think differently uh, and, and the PGA tour is benefiting and fans will benefit. You know, the, the elevated events that have happened so far have been wildly entertaining, whether it was weight management, getting more stars than they used to, the event at Riviera was fantastic and John run winning and, and even just seeing all of the stars near the top of the leaderboard at Bay Hill. Um, we've had some great competition on the PGA tour to start the year. And then it's been driven by the elevated events and, and even when someone like Kurt Kitayama goes on and wins it at Bay Hill, it just makes that win that much more, you know, gives that win that much more validity. And I think, you know, the, the live players also benefited from the PGA tour. You know, the PGA tour gave them the platform, negotiated their bar- marketing rights and their TV rights and made them stars. And the, the reason they're able to go sign 20, 50, $200 million deals with live is because of what the PGA tour built them to be. And so um I think, I think the PJ Tour has done a great job in responding. I think um, what they've laid out is, is pretty interesting. And I think there's probably going to be, you know, a few different iterations of it. But at the end of the day, if you play well and if you make birdies, you get to be in the top events with the top players. And that's better for all of us. Like, we all want to turn on the TV and see the best guys. And, you know, for the longest time when I was in the media centers, you know, in the early 2000s, you walked into media center, and if Bill and Tiger's name weren't on top of the leaderboard, then it wasn't a good leaderboard. As Tiger kind of has had his moments away from the game with injury, um, it's allowed 20, 30 players whose name, you know, have some recognition now. And it's just a, a deeper level of, of, you know, entertainment now to where if it's Rory versus Rom, or Will Zalatoris versus Justin Thomas versus Ricky Fowler versus Jason Day, whatever it might be, uh, it's just that much more exciting. Um, So uh, I think it's a a fractured golf world, which isn't necessarily great for anyone, but I think it's it's creating some change and creating some um, unique elements of the players coming together and and kind of taking charge of of their tour, uh, which has been fun to watch.
0: Chris Reimer checking in, talking golf. He'll be with us tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Chris, we appreciate it,
7: buddy. If you can hear us, we'll see you tomorrow. See how we coordinated
0: that? (laughs) I really do. That's the plan is what that was. Well done. (laughs) Chris, see you, buddy. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. We'll take a break. Uh, The military uh, appreciation uh, activities are beginning right now. What a beautiful three plane flyover that was right there. We'll have some of that for you after this. It's 1010XL and 92.5 FM. <laughs> Who can Tony totally
6: feed now? <laughs> 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 totally feed out? now? And I wish even cars had truck beds and every road was named Copperhead, and coolers never run
2: Welcome back Grandpa's to the Frangie Show. Never died. That is, "I Wish Grandpa's Never Died." Riley Green sings that he will be performing. Bud Light, I guess. Absolutely, bloodline. he will be performing here at the Players momentarily as the military festivities are going on. I actually saw him perform that song right after my grandfather passed away, and I was bawling uh, at the yeah. concert. Not it that. was a couple years ago, February 2020, when I got to see him for the first time, uh, and since then I've seen him again. Hayes. I love to watch you as you listen to country music because it provides you with the biggest chuckles.
1: Oh, I was laughing about something else. <laughs> now, it's a beautiful <laughs> song, and I think he's going to do a magnificent <laughs> uh, job. Have
2: you now. written your. Well, written I have not. Song. I
1: saw we had a, uh, a yeah. fan. we my, have a listener who tweeted us, and a, it's fantastic. Michael did a great it's, job. Yeah,
0: it's, it's unbelievable. The lyrics are Sitting on the Tailgate, Beer in My Hand, Right Hand on My Girl's sun-kissed Thigh. Oh, yeah. SEC Football on the Radio Band. Damn, I really love that Vern Lundquist guy. I, listen, <laughs> that hey,
2: is a country music did, song. Great job, he Michael. set
0: the bars. What he did, Hayes. Now, again, Absolutely. I know you're going to finish it, but good luck well, with that. I'm, I'm, now I'm intimidated. We yeah. do, <laughs> we do want to take you through kind of the way it works out here. They're they're inducting some young enlistees, I believe that is. And they are taking their oath now to various services. There's Marines. There's members of the Army. I think there's members of the Navy. And I don't remember that part in the past, which is a really cool thing. They've begun it. It's a gorgeous day. They do it all on the 17th green, as you know by now, and that is where Riley will play as well. But uh, certainly, uh, the uh, the commissioner will speak. Um, And again, the the it's a military day, and it's a real tribute to the military. It's a tip of the cap uh, to the military. And they do a magnificent job. I mean, it truly is a magnificent job. And, again, the enlistees uh, are, are on the green now, and a, a member of the military has spoken at the podium. Uh, I would guess you'll hear more, more members, and we won't be able to bring you the actual sound from it, but we do want to at least take you through what's going on. The Players' Championship and the Jaguars and the local colleges, the people in this, this fantastic, magnificent military town where we live, are so committed to this, and they do such a great job of being committed to this, that it, it makes for a, a really cool day.
2: Yeah, and honestly, if you're someone getting enlisted in the military right now and you go to tell someone the story of the day that that you were sworn in, I mean, my goodness, there is not a better setting uh, to pledge your commitment to the military than right there on the 17 fairway. I mean it is just gorgeous and uh, certainly appreciate, like you said, the players and all that they do to honor our military, the veterans. The, the Patriots Outpost is here, that's where anyone who is a, an active duty military person or veteran can go get in there uh, and then they have free food, free soft drinks, uh, so it's not just military appreciation when they honor the military and the veterans.
1: And we need reminders uh, uh, you know of this of of the sacrifice and i uh, I mean I know how grateful we all are and and i i mean you know, we you know luckily you know we grew up in a time where it was it was voluntary you didn't you didn't necessarily there was no draft you didn't and and I can't tell you the appreciation that you just you have to have for the men and women that have that have sacrificed and and given their lives to uh enable us to have the freedoms that we have and uh the players does a magnificent job like frank said the jaguars do as well uh the military is such a uh it, it's the backbone of of jacksonville and uh it's great that the players championship they've gotten this down to a science uh every year they just do such a magnificent job and it's a privilege to be out here for it
0: yeah it really is and it is a privilege to be out here for it. that is well said and that's not just talk that is really true and I, and i the people continue to pour into this thing, and I'll say what I said at the top of the uh, of our broadcast: that it was disappointing for for everybody that it's been three years since we've had this, four years really. Remember, three years ago, uh, the military appreciation day was fine, but before we knew it, the pandemic wiped out golf. We were all out here doing our show from one of the locations. I can still remember them shutting it down during our show. Was it during our show? Yeah, we were in between 16 and 18. Yeah.
1: And they,
2: I- yeah, they made the announcement, I think, before our show that fans wouldn't be allowed That's to come. That's right. And then they adjusted And then after, it. Yeah, after that, then it was the announcement that the tournament would be canceled.
0: Yeah, so, so they made that announcement um, three years ago. Two years ago. They played it, but with a limited crowd, and, it was, and you had was, to wear masks. And you had to wear masks, and it was a very limited crowd. So we were in the depths of the pandemic then. And then last year, we were we believed we were clear of it, and then the weather was awful, and so it was couldn't three, have been worse. Yeah, it, it was just awful weather. So it was three really tough days uh, of the Players Championship, and uh, but this is uh, all forgotten now, or all behind us now, I should say, not forgotten now, because now we have this glorious day. And uh, this glorious moment and and a real tribute um, to the military from this magnificent event we have. So we get get kind of sappy and emotional about it because it's real and it really does matter. Uh, The golf at hand starts on Thursday. Um, We'll do our picks, by the way, tomorrow. We'll do our picks at 4 o'clock when Chris Reimer comes by here.
2: Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) But
0: it's uh, it's certainly, and we start the loser money season, Hayes, Carla. That's right. It starts all over Clean again. Clean slate. Yeah. I
2: almost didn't, didn't participate yeah, yeah, this yeah, year.
0: Yeah, G- Gibby, <laughs> that's the, she almost bailed. Uh, Gibby I almost the, quit, like we, a real quitter. We will reveal the photo of Gibby in the hat tomorrow. Gibby, the word on the street is it's been taken. Is that correct? That's what I've been hearing.
4: It has. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. it has. I tried to close my eyes and yeah, I uh, did. not grin, but I, yeah. I just had to take the medicine.
0: Gibby's like, of course, he's been taking dumbass. You took it. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. oh, I, I wasn't was, gonna I, I anything. Yeah, yeah, I was going to <laughs> say. I
4: was going for the theater
0: there, right. but so that's the uh, that's kind of the real reality of it. So, so but anyway, you are uh, a good sport, Gibby. Yeah, you were, Gibby's a good sport about it. Still so angry the, uh, about it. So close. <laughs> that's good. I lost dude. so
4: many close ones there.
0: Yeah, yeah. You'll enjoy Gibby's picture. If out you're there, anything like too. Hayes
2: and I, you'll never forgive the people that lose you the bet.
0: Yeah, I lie uh, That's correct. Dan Hicks, by the way, now the terrific Dan Hicks, the terrific. Golf play by play person is um, introducing a family, I believe, of a member of the military. And again, we can't hear it now, but we want to kind of at least take you through what's going on. What a beautiful setting that is. Our friend Jared Rice is up there, members of the military are up there. Isn't that a gorgeous setting? If you've watched, and I know by now you're hearing us on radio, but you've seen it by now. The camera's shooting. Right with the with the with the lake behind them, it's just a, it's a magnificent setting, and it's a. I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite days of the year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, it, it just it it just it strikes such a great tone for the whole week. And and again, it's just. But we're all going to have a great party. We're going to have a five six day party uh, as we kick it off. Let's thank the people that enable us to have weeks like this. Uh, and it's because of the the sacrifices and and tough assignments uh that these men and women have have undertaken uh to protect us and uh, you know it's it's why you know we're the greatest and we'll always be the greatest
0: they are showing now and I apologize we don't have apologize we don't have the names but the family and it looks like the wife two children and probably the mom of a member of the military and the member of the military was on the big screen um, speaking to them which is really kind of a cool thing
2: yeah he's clearly deployed i'm not sure where in the past, have they brought the service member out and surprised the family? They have. I okay. think
0: there's a lot of that, and we don't know if that. Uh, and right now, they're just uh, honoring the uh, the members of the military or the, the families of this this one member of the military. And it really is is cool stuff. When we come back in the five o'clock hour, you're going to have you're going to go see the concert. You're going to go watch. Go hear a little music. I am. The, the I'm gonna uh,
2: take the the 0.25 mile walk.
0: <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> guessing. What what time does Riley start?
2: That's a good question. They never tell that part of the information. They tell you that the festivities begin at 4:30 because they want everyone to arrive before that. Uh, but I would guess that he's going to start Plan, a little like after five minutes. o'clock. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I would. Yeah. I would guess a little after five o'clock.
0: And the the players now is awarding a check uh, to the family. Again, the uh, the 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 father is is not there. The member of the military is not there. But a but a bit one of those big checks has been awarded. So it, it really is it really is cool stuff. Lauren, tell people again the Riley Green. Quick background, serious quick background on him. Country Star has been around for how many years?
2: So he started playing music in 2013, but (laughs) he wasn't really discovered by mainstream uh, country listeners until around 2018 with his song Uh, There Was This Girl, and that song became a a huge hit for him, and then he's had a lot of other songs uh, since then. None have gotten probably quite as popular until he has a song right now with Thomas Rhett called Half of Me. Uh, It's a duet between the two of them, and that song is is also super popular. So he's somebody that, if you go see him in concert, he plays a ton of his music and he'll play a couple of covers as well uh but he's a lot of fun he's from jacksonville alabama he's an auburn fan so he's a football fan as we talked about he's got songs about sec football uh but yeah i've i've been listening to him since i first heard that song uh, there was this girl but he's got a lot of i would call them uh more like southern roots country that's the genre i would put him in
0: and the ones that the, the country acts that have been here and i'm gonna miss some but we know for a fact tim mcgraw luke bryan sam hunt um Toby Keith. Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker was Kelsey fantastic. Ballerini Kelsey Ballerini Luke Combs, last year. my guy. Lu- Luke, yep, Combs Luke Combs has been here. The um, Big and Rich, maybe? Yes. They were here. Save is a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. Yes. Yeah, so it's, so it's certainly a, an amazing, amazing group. <laughs> yes,
2: that's the name of the song. Yes, yeah,
0: yes. <laughs> 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 yes it is. So, so there you go. All right, we're going to let you have an hour off.
2: Thank go you.
0: Go enjoy your hour off. Go enjoy uh, the Riley Green concert that comes up momentarily. That's going to be very cool to, uh, for you to watch. We'll be back. We'll kind of reset the show a little bit, talk a little bit about tags. Lamar Jackson has the tag. We'll go through some mocks. There's some mocks out there, and we'll talk golf. One hour to go on our program, live from the players, on a Nimnick Tuesday. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Wow. What a start for Cam Smith.
5: Hard to make putts like that on a Sunday, Gary, or on Monday, a final round. believable. Oh, wow. How good that
0: look out for Cam Smith.
1: Oh my goodness, this is way more aggressive than I anticipated.
5: Oh man! What a shot!
0: Cam Smith is a players champion in his backyard.
3: It's a Nimnik Tuesday on the Frangie Show. Nimnik. Your friends in the car business since 1941.
0: And we welcome you back along with Hayes Car Live. Andrew Gibson back at World Headquarters. I'm Frank Frange. We're live at the Players' Championship on this Nimnik Tuesday. We sure thank our friends from the Nimnik family of dealership. And, again, no uh, local company, and I mean this, has been more involved in the growth of golf in this area, and particularly this event, uh, than our friends from Nimnik. I can promise you that. Billy Nimnick, Jr., God rest his soul. Ed Nimnik, His brother. Who's still one of the redcoats out here, Billy and Lee and and Lauren and the whole family, so involved in not only the car dealership but certainly the uh, the sporting events like this one. It's a big deal to a lot of folks in town. and I promise you, it's a very big deal uh, to our friends uh, at the Nimnick family of dealerships. Uh, a lot to talk about today. Uh, the golf tomorrow, one more time. I said tomorrow. The one more practice round is tomorrow. It starts in earnest on Thursday, uh, and we'll get to football in a minute. But boy, I, I do, Hayes. I do think there is a there's an energy to how it's going to feel out here. It's going to be coolish. I say cool. It's never going to get over 70 in the next two days, uh, 75 or so, maybe a little rain, but not much on Friday. There's an energy out here, isn't there?
1: I think there is, and, and we're going to see entertaining golf. I think the players always does a good job of, of striking the right balance. It's rarely a shootout. You're rarely going to see a you know, an 18-under. It can happen, but it's rare. And you're also rarely going to see the winner come in at, like, 3-under. You know, like we see in, in some uh, U.S. Opens and, and PGAs. I mean, this is this is pretty consistently a tournament where 13, 14 under is probably going to win it. And uh, that makes for really exciting golf. And, and I think we're going to uh, see that. I just think there's too many guys that are playing well right now. You could see what we saw at, uh, at, at the Arnold Palmer Invitational last week. You could see a player come out of nowhere and, and eclipse some stars. But there's no doubt in my mind that, that you're going to have a, a Sunday leaderboard that is just going to be fantastic on the back nine because there's just too many good players playing too well right now for us to look up and, and see a player's leaderboard on Sunday where it's six or seven guys that this would be by far their biggest win of their career. Yeah, it
0: does feel like, and it really does feel like, that they've, they've got this thing right that 12 or 13 is going to win the golf tournament. Now, that changes a little year to year, and they've got to tweak it a little. Golfers get a little better. More guys get familiar with the golf course. There's some of that that always happens. But by and large, I think there's a general belief that uh, they've got it to your point. 21 under isn't winning it. 4 under isn't winning it. They've got it around that 12 or 13 mark, I think. Yeah, and, and so, again, and the cut's going to come in right at even. You know,
1: you, That's been very consistent uh, through this event as well. So you know, when we get to, uh, you know, around this time, Friday, uh, that's probably the number that we're going to be looking at, uh, is is it even part to, to play through into the weekend, so, uh, but I, I think as you look at, you know, certainly Ram, as we've talked about, Rory, uh, does Rory have the, I think the edge has really helped him, becoming the face of the PGA Tours battle against Liv. Yeah, which is exactly what he is. I think has really helped him. I, it would not be at all surprising to me if Rory McElroy, who's already won this event, wins it again. And, I, you know, I think you look at Max Homa and you look at Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland. Obviously, Scheffler is, is a big-time contender here. It doesn't have much of a history here, but over the last year, has just been amazing. And so uh there there's just so many good players. Speeth is is uh, certainly had a chance to win uh, uh, the the Arnold Palmer Invitational last week just as his putter let him down. You know, Zalatoris is a player that uh, his game should really suit TPC Sawgrass Stadium course well. Uh, so it, it's it's again, the depth of this tour is outstanding and uh, i'm looking for you know max Homo's a guy I'm really looking forward to seeing. I like him, I really liked his comments uh you know on the west coast and uh he is a, he is an exciting player that he could be ready for a breakthrough and and this would absolutely be a, a massive win for max Homo.
0: yeah and you, you you made a good point this the live thing has done in the golf community for sure Hayes the live thing has done done a lot for um, Roy McIlroy's recognizability or, or credibility, or because he had both, so I guess those are the wrong words, but but certainly he has gone up the food chain in terms of respect from golf fans because he's the one guy that said hell no, he's the one he's he's the one that was angry, he's the one that uh, he became the spokesperson for PGA Tour players against Live, didn't he? He did, and and look, imagine if Rory had gone to
1: Live, what kind of a a domino does that set off in motion? with the players that had already committed to joining Phil Mickelson over there, you know, if Rory McIlroy had made the decision, you know what, Liv sounds good to me, I'm going to go, who knows where we are today? You know, I I think that that really helped uh, the PGA Tour sort of galvanize itself. So he's always going to have a remarkable legacy. I I think, uh, you know, Jay Monahan hinted at that today when asked, Rory McIlroy is going to have a special place on the PGA Tour forever.
0: Yeah, and I I don't think there's any question about that. All right, let's get to a little bit of football. Dane Brugler had a mock. Did you see the Dane Brugler mock? I did. Dane Brugler had a mock out there. It was interesting. Um, He now has C.J. Stroud as QB1. Agree or disagree that that it's going to go there? And again, to be clear, mocks change. These guys always change their mocks. But it's interesting, isn't
1: it? It is interesting. I I do think C.J. Stroud is... More of a threat to Bryce Young than I th- anticipated that he would be. And, it, and his combine doesn't have a, a – I mean, has a, a, maybe a, a tinge to do with that but uh, um, because he, he certainly was spectacular in, in how he threw the football. I, I think it's just going to come down to beauty is going to be in the eye of the beholder, and it's going to be who ends up making the move to one if somebody does. I'm surprised there's still you know executives that believe Chicago is just probably going to hold the pick. I don't know why they would do that, Um, you know, but uh, and and obviously that's if they hold the pick, it's going to be because no one's willing to give them what they want to to move out of it. Um, That's usually not how the league operates. It it stands to reason that between Houston, Indianapolis, Carolina at nine, that, uh, you know, that somebody makes a move up. It could even be an extreme move up. Maybe it's a team from 10 to 15. Uh, is as costly as that would be, but I think it all comes down to who makes the trade with the Bears. I mean, right? Well, you know, I mean, I, I think based on that, so certainly I, I could see a team like we like we've said. I, I don't think all 32 teams think Bryce Young's the best quarterback right. in this draft. My my guess is there's you know again there's probably about half that do. There's probably about a dozen that think it's Stroud. There's probably about Seven that think it's Levis, and there's probably about six that thinks it's Richardson. That would be my gut, and so it's just a matter of who's going to trade to one, and, and you know, at at that point, who do they feel like is the best?
0: Yeah. By the way, and I think this is Mike Florio was the first person I saw say this or write this, and now Dane Brugler's got on it too. And I think this is possible. Chicago could really they could trade twice. That that what Brugler's got him trading twice. He's got him trading out of one to four. And that allows the Colts to go up and get C.J. Stroud, according to him. Then he's got them trading out a 4-9, to nine, and it allows the Carolina Panthers to go get Richardson. Who, boy, what a haul that would be for the
1: Bears. It would be unbelievable. And, again, we talk about dominoes that fall in the final week of the regular season. The Bears have the number one pick because the Texans beat the Colts uh, almost in uh, freakish fashion. Right in um, that final game and, and the whirlwind and treasure trove that that could bring Chicago. I mean, you're talking about if they make those two deals, you're going into, uh, first off, you're getting the ninth player in this draft, which should be a very good player. But then you're going into the 2024 draft with three first-round picks. That's a uh, certainly a position of strength. Yeah, I'll say this.
0: I do think the first five here, if Anthony Richardson's, incredible performance at the Combine, and it was incredible. And, again, he should be lauded for the work he put in. Uh, just by talking to Denny, we know how much work he put, how he grinded to, to, to slay the combine, combine, and he did. So if that and his personal workout, his, his, his pro day, gets him into the top five, it's a pretty good top five. That would mean the top five, according to Brugler, would be Stroud, Young, Will Anderson, who I think is a really good player, Richardson, and then Jalen Carter, who drops a little bit, maybe for off-field reasons, maybe not. If Richardson's in that top five, Hayes, then that is the five. Because I think there's even a drop-off. After that, he's got Christian Gonzalez and Will Levis, six and seven. If that's the, if Richardson works his way into that top five, in my mind, there's a drop-off after five.
1: And I, I think it's also interesting, Brugler pointed this out, if Levis were to go seventh, or, or the fourth of those four goes in the top seven, It'll be the first time that's ever happened in the Super Bowl era, which astonishes me.
0: There's never been four quarterbacks There's in the
1: never ball. been four in the top seven, at least according to Dane Brugler's story, which I'm assuming is correct. How about that? Um, and I think it speaks not to the class being exceptionally great, because I don't think it is.
0: Never been four. Well, this speaks to the importance of the position more than ever. But it speaks to
1: how teams have gotten to a desperate point yeah, with of the position. how do you address this and um, if it happens. And, again, it, it may not. I mean, these guys, you know, we've, we've seen it. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks fall, you know, later than what we thought. Look at Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people thought he might go number one in that draft. He ends up going in the, in the late 20s. So it can happen. Brady Quinn was another one that everybody thought he'd go top ten. Yeah. He, he ended up going in the 20s. So you never know. Usually they go higher than what, you're, what you think, but in, until it plays out, you're, you're never, never sure. Four in the top seven, it doesn't seem to be that, that, that that's what this should be. But, again, if you don't have a quarterback, it is really hard to resist taking it. Because it's not yeah. only are you passing on that guy – you're also probably not going to get Hooker. You don't really know right. who's going to be on the board. I mean, if, particularly if you're one of these teams that you're not loaded with additional picks. Right. I mean, if, if you're, if, if you're going to have to wait 32 more selections, you really don't know what the quarterback board's going to look like. And so, you know, I, I think it's like anything. Sometimes GMs will panic a little bit and say, you know what, we're going to take this guy here uh, because we don't want to run the risk of what's going to be available in, in the second round.
0: The uh – It'll be interesting to see. I will tell you again. I did this with you yesterday. I want to say it again for people that didn't hear it. My comp is to who they are. I think Caleb Williams who's still in college is Patrick Mahomes. I agree. I think I think my comp for Anthony Richardson if he becomes good is Josh Allen. 6-5, fast, athletic, strong, all the traits. My comp for CJ Stroud is Joe Burrow. Same size, maybe I'm getting caught up in the fact they both played at Ohio State for at least a while. But, I mean, they can run, but they're not runners. They've got good arms, not, not howitzers, but really know how to play. So I think C.J. Stroud is more Joe Burrow. I think Anthony Richardson is more uh, Josh Allen. I think uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes is the same as Caleb Williams, who's still in school, obviously isn't in the draft. Mm-hmm. I think that's who they. I can't find. And then Young has nothing. And I can't find a comp for Young. Yeah. Because, because the comp you'd find for. He's not Kyler Murray. Even though they're no. both short, he's not. Kyler Murray is physical, explosive, bulky. Uh, um Bryce Young is way smoother than that. He's not he's not at all the guy he plays most like, but he's way better than is Mayfield. That's who he plays like. But I think most of us think he's gonna be a way better player than Becker Mayfield.
1: Yeah, I, I would think so. And and again, it's young is tough because we, you're just he's such an outlier when it comes to his lack of size and Again, it's a different NFL, so you know if you're a GM, you can you know maybe say, well, you know, hopefully he won't take the punishment, and he, he's gonna have to be he's gonna have to be a good decision maker in the pocket and uh in, in trying to eliminate as best he can uh, the hits that he's gonna take where he's gonna have you know guys that are throwing him. Because Bryce Young at that size is going to get ragdolled if he puts himself in a bad spot. Um, we've seen it with Tua, and it's going to be even worse with, with Young. If, if, but I think he plays with enough savvy that he's going to be able to overcome it. But it would make you nervous. And, again, this is the guy that everybody thinks is going one. So it just speaks to how all four of these guys – and I do think this. I don't think you can just say Levis is out. I don't think it's now a top three. I think Levis is absolutely still in the four. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I do I, too. I, I don't I get a do sense I that uh, you know that there's been separation. So, but of those four, they all have, I think, really concerning issues. Yeah, I uh, That 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 you just aren't going to know, uh, in, until they get to the NFL. Yeah, level.
0: yeah the guy that has the least negative stuff is Stroud. I would he's agree. not tiny. He's not a project. It's not traits over production. But you do have to ask the question did he benefit from having all those good receivers. Let's take a break. That's a, I'm going to stay on the Dane Brugger mock one more segment. We talked about the top. We didn't tell you what he thinks the Jags do. There's some other mocks out there too. What do the Jags do? More in a moment. This is 1010XL and it's 92.5 FM. I'm guessing uh, Riley Page probably riley green probably um heard this one a time or two Oh yeah in his day i would think that i would think uh riley is a uh, being that he grew up in alabama and sings some southern music so there is that yeah we're able to watch the uh concert here. seems like people are having a great time people look like they're having a very good time they, they surely do this um mock by brugler yeah has the jags going tight end
1: what do yeah. you think of that well, I understand Darnell Washington is, is certainly a, an unbelievable specimen for that position. It's going to be intriguing because he potentially is going to be able to do things that offenses just can't really do with that position. He, he blocks like a tackle, and he's got movement skills that would suggest that he could help you uh, as a receiver. That he would think it'd basically be like Chris Manhurts, except much more of a receiving option for you. Um, I, you know, it. the only problem I have with the pick, and this is where I think the Jaguars are in a good sh- good position at 24, he has the Jaguars passing on Jordan Addison, which to me just right. can't happen. If Jordan Addison, the receiver from USC, Correct. is the there at 24, that's right. I mean, I would do cartwheels to the podium to take him. And again, people are, well, receiver, well, what about Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk? Yeah, that, that's great. They've got to invest in a receiver that can grow with Trevor Lawrence on an inexpensive rookie deal. You're not going to be able to pay Ridley and Kirk and Zay Jones at, in perpetuity at some point, And it's probably going to be Zay Jones. At some point, it's going to be Kirk and Ridley, probably. And you're going to need young talent to supplement that. So if Jordan Addison was there, to me, that'd be an easy pick. You pick Jordan Addison. Brugler also had Brian uh, Breezy there, the talented Clemson interior defensive lineman. Right. You know, I think that would make some sense uh, in terms of uh, you know fortifying the uh, the defensive line, but um, but Addison was the one that really jumped out to me in, yeah. in Brugler's. Model. And your
0: theory is value then, because if if you want if you take if you take Jordan Addison, who I agree with, he's a very good player, then you're talking value way more than need. Obviously, it's very clear. The wide receiver at the top of the draft isn't a need. I hear you. I, I um, You know, I don't know if I agree with you, Hayes. I'd have to see what's there. I've, I've always gone against the grain there. I've always believed need does matter. People love to talk value, value, value. And I guess if you're a team with a really bad roster, then value should trump need. But other than that, I think if you're a team that's moderately close, then it should always be need first, even though every GM will tell you that's not the way it is. To me, it w- I, I would think when you have a good team, need matters. And Jordan, but I hear you. He's really good. Well, that, and, that's your point. Is and again, really
1: this is passing on Jordan Addison for a tight end. Yeah, for a th- which, well,
0: well, for a tight end who's probably not going to catch a lot of passes. Right. That's your point, I think. Right. It, it, for a tight end, it's not catching a lot. This isn't passing passing on him for Kyle Pitts. Right. This is and passing you, on you, him for a kind of blocker.
1: And guy. you've got Evan Ingram. So right. yeah, I mean, anyway, that that's what stood. I thought that was interesting that Jordan Addison uh, was available at twenty four. Um, in Brugler's mock. Interestingly enough, uh, neither Brugler or Todd McShay had uh, Osiris Torrance in the first round. I know, I saw that too. Which was interesting, because he was somebody that, you know, going into the Combine, the buzz was, you know, the Jaguars could certainly be an option at 24, but certainly he was a consensus first rounder. And now to see uh, these two guys, they didn't have him in there, it, it speaks to the strength of the first 31
0: picks. And it also, it that's part of it. And the NFL has, Hayes. The NFL has been fickle with guards. You know that they've never been fickle with tackles. Tackles get swooped up. They've never been fickle with quarterbacks and and wide receivers. Now get taken more than they ever have. Most defensive spots do inside linebackers not as much, but edge and secondary. But people aren't sure. People still aren't sure what to think of taking a guard high. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's it's
1: something that. You know, you can usually find a suitable guard with a, a low amount of investment, and so uh, you know, I think I think it's I think that's probably why it's 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 you have to be special at that position to to go in the first round. A lot of people believe Torrance is, but uh, again if you know it's it's if the if the top 35 players in this draft are all outstanding right. then there's going to be four outstanding players that fall out of the first round there's only 31 of these picks this year thanks to the dolphins forfeiting theirs uh through tampering the uh the Mcshay mock draft in terms of the Jaguars i thought was was more on point in right. terms of what i think that they would do which is Uh, So they – McShay also has a Darnell coming to Jacksonville. Right. But it is Darnell Wright, the right tackle uh, from the Tennessee Volunteers, which obviously that makes way more sense. Because he's theorizing that. You're losing Jawan Taylor. So you go and draft uh, Wright to fill in for Taylor. Right. uh, Which it would allow Walker Little to remain the swing tackler maybe, like you've stated, compete
0: for left guard. Yeah, I would think – I do believe this – if they lose Jawan Taylor, they've got to address tackle very high in some period, whether that is in the free agent period, whether that's high in the draft. That is the one spot that where you have to have depth, and you suddenly would have none. Remember, the beauty of this wide receiver group is you now have depth, even though you even though all you have are starters. If Marvin Jones doesn't come back, of, of guys of note, but that's depth because there's only one ball there. You have. You don't need depth at quarterback. If your quarterback is hurt, you're not going to be any good anyway. You have depth along the defensive front. All teams do. You have a bunch of secondary guys. The one spot where you don't substitute a lot, yet still need depth, is the offensive front. That's the one spot and it's the one position on the field where you'd want your starters to play every play if possible, yet you better have depth. And so I, I, they are not going to go into the season with Jawan Taylor gone, and nobody of significance to back up Walker, Little, and Cam Robinson. I you'll never convince me that. I I wouldn't be surprised if it's a veteran free agent, even though he's going to be a swing tackle and he'll know when he comes in here. But I would think if they lose Juwan Taylor, there will be a tackle of significance that comes in here, and it might be to McShay's point. It might be a first-round draft
1: pick. Yeah, and again, that makes a lot of sense. You know, if if you're if you're picking there at 24, uh, it's always a good idea to fortify the trenches, uh, whether that's offensive or, or defensive line. So. Uh, that would make more sense. I think Washington, Darnell Washington, uh, who Brugler has, uh, being selected by the Jaguars at 24, that feels like a, too much of a luxury item at this point for where they are to me. If they do it, I'll understand it. Uh, it'll, he'll be dazzling to watch yeah. uh, in, in practices and, and hopefully will become a big-time performer. But it feels like for where they are now, to your point, if you're going to lose something in the trenches – you need to replace it, and you need to replace it with significant investment.
0: Yeah, yeah and I, and I think they will. I, I, but that's that's also why it's so hard to do mock drafts before free agency. I know right. people love mocks. Sure, everybody loves to read a mock. I want to see everybody's mock. How do you change your mock? But and I and I see all the mocks on Twitter because they have the, the program where people can go through it and see who's available. But but it's hard to get it's hard to get a mock right. When you have no idea what your team's doing in free agency. The good thing, though, is the free agency is going to unfold pretty quickly. I mean, think about this. We are, we are inside of a week from legal tampering and eight days from the free agent period starting. And I think what we've seen in recent years, a lot of years, but really recent years, Hayes, is by the time Wednesday at 4 gets here, we know who's signing where. Correct. Because the, tam- the deals are all done. You can, you can, the deals can get announced because you can start talking on Monday. So, uh, no, I, I – uh, so so let me ask you.
1: I think that's Riley Green belting out sweet child of mine. How about that, huh? How about How you got that? that
0: going for you. So, let's, let's, Lawrence said he do some covers. Yeah,
1: this guy can do some good
0: things. Hey, um, so let me ask you this. Let's assume for a second that, just for the sake of our conversation, they come to a deal with Juwan Taylor. We know they're trying really hard. We know Evan Ingram's on the team, whether it's in – Whether it's playing under the tag or getting extended, we know he's on the team. Let's assume Juwan Taylor is, too. What do they do next week? Anything at all? Because everybody does something, right? Yeah, so Ingram and Taylor here. They're here.
1: I, I think it'd be tough. I mean, try I, to sign Arden Key. Try to sign your own guy. Still, right? You, you would, you would certainly love to do that. Um, I I still don't know why Shaq Griffin hasn't been released. Yeah. I, I don't know because they're not going to trade. No one's yeah. taking him. Right. So I I, I, I can't agree. imagine that they're they're waiting on a trade partner. Um, you know, and and I think they've done the restructurings. I, I don't know that there's anything else they can really do there. They've actually been more aggressive with that than I thought they would be, um, it, which is good. And so, I would think if. Uh, I would think if Ingram on the tag and Taylor, they get a deal done, which I've got to think is an average of sixteen million, and so the first year might be nine. I would think that that's about it.
0: That's it, and, and, and again, everybody signs a handful of guys, so you may look up and there's a backup linebacker. Yeah. who's going to back up a, who's going to back up Luacon and play special teams there's going to
2: be
1: guys there there, there's be. No,
0: there, you're not going to not have
1: guys yeah i mean again only your top 51 salaries count on the cap right so they could theoretically sign guys that might not even fit right. that number they might be outside you know you have 90 on the team right now right. so um but in terms of if if Juwan Taylor is a jaguar along with Ingram who we know will be yeah I'd be surprised if it's a name big
0: enough to warrant a press conference. Okay, there, that that's well said. Well said. I, I got you. I um, you know what? You might be right. You might be right. I again, everybody signs somebody, and, and and do know this, they have been very creative in trying to free up dollars to do something. Now we've all assumed the something is Ingram and Taylor, which I think that is part of the something, isn't it? But they have been very, they have very aggressively very aggressively tried to find a way where they can do something, where they can do something. So it'll be interesting to see what the something is. It's a fun time. I mean, it really is. It's. I mean, it's a, you know
1: what? What's incredible to me is how, so the Jaguars, by getting to the divisional round, gave us an extra two weeks. Right. That you normally wouldn't have. Right. That two weeks feels like it was five months. I know it. I mean, it's amazing how quickly we've gotten from the end of the season to the start of the new league year. I mean, it feels like we've blinked. Yeah, well, I, and, again, and they're putting tags on people, and yeah. you know, and, yeah. and tampering, well, what's, what's, and what's we've. And the is, combines over. What's
0: happened, I don't know if you follow, if you have archives or follow history or or calendars. you know? We haven't made a lot of playoff runs. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. So,
1: but but your your point. But you is wouldn't think two weeks. Yeah. Would make well, that big of a difference. It does, and I, I guess it's
0: just because we talk about a lot of this well, stuff in December well, when they're things. not very good. But I, I think what's can what's made this season. Like Doug said with me when he was at the Conway, it was a long year. I mean, you started in Canton. And you know what made the year seem even longer? A wonderful, long sometimes when you say it's a long year, people think you're saying negative. No, it was a wonderfully long year. We wanted it to be even longer. But sometimes what made it seem stretched out is the emotion down the stretch. I'll say again what I've I've said to you and said to others. If you were writing a screenplay and you were trying to write a screenplay for Remember the Titans or Hoosiers or whatever – And you turned it in, and it said, okay, start three and seven. Here come the comebacks. Yeah, then here come the comebacks. Then you're going to not just comebacks, but you're going to beat Dallas on a pick six in overtime, one of the big-name teams in the league. And then you're going to play the Ravens. You're going to beat them by going for two at the end of the game, big-name team in the league. And then you're going to come back and play the Titans, your arch rival, and you're going to get outplayed the whole game. But you're going to knock a ball out, and your guys going to run it back at the end of the game to win the game. Perfect and you, balance. And then, right, and then you're going to get to the playoffs. You're going to get down twenty-seven nothing, and then miraculously come back and win it on a field goal at the end. If you turn that into the to the studio, they send it. They 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 send it back. You get laughed out of the room. You get laughed out of the room because yeah. someone was. Come on now. Right. We 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 want a suspension of reality, whatever you call yeah. that. Um But but not that's too much. What well, it happened? Yeah. And so so I think it. I mean. Truth is stranger than fiction, Isn't it? when it comes
1: to the Jaguars.
0: Yeah, and and so, but I think that's why it seemed like it took so much, yeah. which is g- glorious, by the oh, way, because you don't awesome. have to wait a long time for the next one.
1: Absolutely, I was thinking about this. I one. mean, think about it next year when they're you know coming off the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, right. I mean, it's literally going to be <laughs> you know parade. Right. That's right. And then you go straight to the combine.
0: But think about it. They took us. They took us to all to the Super Bowl. The next thing you know, you blink and we're at the combine. You know, you come back from the combine, you're at the players. Uh, the players' end, you got two two weeks of March Madness shows. You're going to have some vacation. You're going to look up and it's the draft, and there's OTAs. I mean, it's a. It's heaven. The, it, it's, it's wonderful, isn't I mean, it? It really is. It, it is really wonderful when your team's good, the offseason's shorter, yeah. and that's a good thing. We'll take a break. We've got one segment left to go, and then we'll turn it over to the ladies from Helmets and Heels who also will go live here from the Players' Championship. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
2: Half of me wants a cool.
0: Yeah, that's a cold hard truth. This is uh, Riley Green. Don't play it. I'm going to tell you the truth. I was not going to talk until the country guy got to the beer. Okay? Yeah. But the rule of thumb, you never talk over a country guy's song until he gets to the beer. That's a good rule. I've I've lived by that rule. I like it. You always got to live by that. So there you go. All right, almost out of time. We'll say hello to the ladies from Helmets and Heels in just a bit. Tournament right around the corner. The weather's going to be fantastic. I don't sense that there's any effect on the way. If the weather gets cooler, the ball didn't travel as far, but it's not going to be that kind of cool. It's going to be it's going to be 70 degrees. It's yeah. just not going to be 90 degrees.
1: Right, and driving distance never factors into this event anyway. Correct. It's uh, it's what makes it unique and and so yeah, I, I don't think it's going to have much of an effect. It's going to come down to, you know, who puts it in the fairway and then how many greens in regulation you hit and, who, you know, gets hot with the butter. I mean, it's not a – you can't overpower it. So I don't think the weather's going to be an issue either. I, I think that – and I think it's going to be very uh, competitive evenly. I don't think there's going to be an advantage going off Thursday morning versus Thursday afternoon and vice versa. I, the weather looks like it's going to be consistent uh throughout so yeah it's just it's going to be what it is which is a, a great test of golf and ball striking
0: what's your plan now what's your weekend plan are you bringing jackson out what do you yeah doing?
1: so jackson and i'll come yeah. out and uh gene uh, will be with us yeah uh so um we'll certainly have a great time avery's got to do some volunteer work right uh saturday so she won't be able to join us unfortunately but um but yeah so the three of us will
0: be here and uh we can't wait what about you what was the weekend what was the the autograph Jackson got between twelve and thirteen was it Mickelson? Who was it? He got. Uh, I, should, I should remember. He this. got
1: to meet Mickelson so kind of off uh,
0: yes. eighteen after somebody Mickelson. Be- had, there was somebody between somebody between twelve and thirteen. Stopped oh, he own. he got
1: high fives from. This was a few years back. Yeah, he yeah. got high fives from uh, Adam Scott, uh, Dustin Johnson, Dustin Johnson. I remember. But Phil Mickelson was really the one that. Yeah. Uh, that was after Phil had finished his round. And Phil was kind enough. Jackson had a sign that said, yeah. "Let's go, Phil." That's, That's right. That's his favorite player. Yeah. And so uh, Phil saw the sign, was kind enough to come over, take a picture with Jackson, tell him how much he enjoyed seeing this yeah. sign. It was. He's awesome. a really nice guy, oh, by the way. Phil, Phil Mickelson's a real. Yeah.
0: You know, I of of all the the live stuff, and I know he was front and center on live, and I know, and I don't think he's going to come here and be a factor much anymore. I'll miss Mickelson here, that, that, that even more than the defending champion even though the defending champion from a golf standpoint means more. But I'll I'll miss – I'd be lying if I said I I wasn't going to miss Phil Mickelson.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had an unbelievable career. He has a a great legacy in the game. And, you know, again, at least for the golf fans, at least we're losing Phil, you know, in in terms of – at least we're losing him at this stage where he's probably not going to be overly competitive anymore. It's not like he's 32 and still has all this great golf ahead of him. But, yeah, he was, it, you can't tell the, the story of golf without Phil Mickelson, and, uh, and he was always a crowd favorite.
0: As far as our plans, what I always do is we work out here all week long, and then I get some of the fellows together. Sometimes there's some walk-off people. I'll get, we round up a few tickets, and uh, we come out here, and I don't drive. And then uh, I provide the tickets. Somebody else provides the transportation, and we have a good and – I, and I think the weather this Saturday is going to be fantastic. It's not going to be too hot. It's going to be just about right. I think it'll be fantastic. It's going to be gorgeous. And, and again, I'm I
1: so happy for the Players' Championship, the PGA Tour. Uh, I mean, they if any event right. deserves just five straight days of just glorious Chamber of Commerce weather, it's this event. And at least today we're
0: one of one. All right, quick basketball thought. FSU lost today, led, and they, they got away from it, and they lose. The Florida State basketball team finished with fewer wins than the football team. It's unbelievable. I mean, based on where you those would programs would basically have been, own
1: everything I own. Yeah, you If you had said,
0: "Do you want to bet this?" Yeah, yeah. In August, well, you know, there's no danger of losing that because nobody would have bet that. Right. But the uh, but it's, it's pretty, amazing. pretty amazing stuff. So uh, amazing. Leonard Hamilton is a good coach. He's a great recruiter. Uh, they'll they'll bounce back. But that is a that is a it's, it's a. Shockingly tough season for the Noles. Really, Sh- I mean, shockingly tough to win nine nine games. Yeah,
1: and I mean, again, I think now you're at a little bit of a of a crossroads. Until in terms of where it's going to go, I think Leonard Hamilton will be allowed to, you know, determine what he wants to do. Um, I don't know if he addressed it post game or not, um, you know, but I would imagine he is going to want to take some time. And but it, you know, if, if he wants to return, he's he certainly should be allowed to do that. But I am interested in seeing. Was Florida State able to capture something that now they've lost? Or is this a two-year dip, Yeah. and next year you look up and they're back in the, in well, that's, the series contention? Well,
0: that's the question. I don't know that, and I don't pretend to follow Florida State basketball close enough to know. Um, but it, but that's the question because it's hard to get it back. It's hard to get our Teams that have struggled have found that out, that it's hard to get it back. But a very interesting – and by the way, you're right – Leonard Hamilton can be the Florida State basketball coach. I would think for as long as he wants to be, and, I, and shame on anybody that sees that or predicts it any other way. Uh, as for Florida, Riley Kugel said today they could make a run. Could they make a run in the NCAA, the SEC tournament? No, they have no chance. I, I don't think they're going to beat Mississippi
1: State, but if uh, they did, if they did, then they get Alabama. Yeah, that's so, the bracket. See, right. So no, I mean, that's that, the.
0: They get the one. They're not going to make a run anyway, but they get the one team that can take them out by Friday. Right. I, I think. It's conceivable that they could have beaten any of the other teams. They probably wouldn't have, mm-hmm. but they can't beat Alabama. That's the one team they can't. I don't think they can't beat, no right. matter what happens. And, and look, I, I do commend them
1: for winning the final two in the regular season. Right? Uh, they, you know, to be able to salvage, they're not going to have a losing record. Right. Uh, they're going to be able to say they went nine and nine in SEC play, which is a, a good league. Uh, that, that is something that it, it's not the greatest foundation, but it is a foundation, and it's something that Todd Golden will be able to take with him yeah. as he tries to continue to sell his program to the next wave of portal players and, and recruits. But uh, but I do not. I, I don't think they're winning a game in the SEC tournament. I definitely right. don't see a run coming. But what? Well, you know, he's got to say that. I understand. That's that. exactly what's going on. All right, you ready? You know we're about to make history. Wow.
0: Have you ever seen history being made? Well, like in front of, this, of you. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm hi- I'm shaking. This, this is, is this like, is. I mean, this is. I mean, this is historic. Make sure that we I, I think the it, there's a there's a possibility we could change the world. I think when we do this, and so um. Let's hit it, Gibby. I think Gibby, let it fly.
7: Now the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Testing. Oh, Visit
0: TireOutlet.com/careers. Equal opportunity employer. The best part of the uh, historic handoff is not that it's four people. It's just four people that have no idea how to turn yeah, this, the mics on. This, this <laughs> Richie, like, Richie, this, this this is 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 where, where are you, Richie? Richie
3: Clemens, are you listening? Please I think we help. Got it. So there's I think Taylor
0: Doll. Taylor, can you talk?
3: I, I think so. Hey, okay. We got
6: Taylor <laughs> and,
3: and, and me, O'Brien. What's up? We're we uh, a, uh, this is a uh, four-person well, hamlet. Maybe the first time it's like not picking me up clearly. No, I got you clear. You do okay. I can't hear myself, but other than that, there we go. Now I can hear myself. Now
0: we're ready to go. This is historic.
6: Are you guys ready for this? I mean, we might have just changed the
0: world, and we've done two things. We've set we've changed the world. And we've ensured none of us will ever be engineers. So, <laughs> That's right. We we are not weird. assigned I, to this job. So, I
3: will so. stay behind the camera. Yes. That is a okay by me.
0: May well, so what have you been? You've been doing a lot of content. What have you been? Because I think yeah. you run around like you and Graham run around like crazy. Yes. What are you
3: doing? Um, so we have a lot of co-branded content with the Players Championship that you'll be seeing throughout the course of the week. Um, you may have seen uh, we spotlighted one of the new fan areas. It's the Oasis featuring tito's Stillhouse lounge that is that whole new area by the 9 t box has been expanded so they were one of our spotlights today tomorrow we're going to actually spotlight the new pga tour app graham and i went out onto the course today and actually used it for the first time it is super super cool i know there were a lot of folks that we ran into that were struggling with the app so hopefully our video tomorrow can help help you help 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 you learn how to use the app um and uh then we of course also were filming my annual Ultimate fan guide, ultimate uh-huh. players bucket list story today, <laughs> okay. and uh, a lot of other good stuff we're cranking out. But then also, obviously, you know, we're trying to be your eyes and ears here on the ground at TPC Sawgrass. So, uh, plenty of clips of Trevor Lawrence getting all the applause good. at, at good. TPC, <laughs> Sawgrass. as he should, we, as he uh, should. <laughs> we hung out with Jamal Agnew for a little bit, so you can check him out as well on the uh, 1010XL social channels. All right,
0: did you uh, did you go see the concert? Taylor? I did
6: not. I I kind of walked and danced as i was walking by yeah. mm-hmm. so you walk dance i walk danced yes okay, if you walk dance yeah, that's an
0: olympic <laughs> okay yeah, yeah I can, I can, <laughs> you can't imagine how many rules were changing here today on this handoff. i was turning heads it were was you? just okay you know. so you walk dance that's pretty good cool. you guys excited about the play i mean i'm excited about it do you no. love the players
6: I'm, i love the players and i'm personally not the biggest golf fan i don't watch much golf during the year but of course this this changes it a little bit when you're here and it makes you, it hits a little closer to home obviously and this is when i find my favorite golfer for the week on some random way this this we, it's Victor Hovland this okay. week, yeah. so that's oh, like my good guy. Um, just because, I, as I was working yesterday when they were announcing tee times, I was like, "Oh, I forgot how cute he is." <laughs> well, <laughs> there you I, go. Okay,
0: there you. You know
6: <laughs> so what? That's the guy this week. That's, that's the guy. That's a
1: good, you I know, he was T nine last year. Yes. So T nine and cuteness. It, that's it's pretty a perfect good match. I, <laughs> yeah.
0: I have been to almost all of them. Mm-hmm. I've been. I was at the first one. Ah. I Just got out of college when when Jerry when Jerry Pate jumped in the water. Yeah. I had just gotten out of college. I missed, like, three of them for Final Fours. Oh. But other than being at three Final Fours, I was – and I tell you, I'm as excited about it as I've, as I've ever been. I, I think what they went through here – you guys are going to talk about this. But last year, the rain. The year before yeah. that, the limited crowds. The year before that, not having it because it, it shut down in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I am jacked about it and I can't wait. So, all right, what are we doing tonight? What are we talking about?
6: Well, obviously, we have – player Miranda's yeah. going to join us to talk some more players. Oh, cool. A lot of – pieces have started to fall around the nfl with Derek carr i want to know who
3: wants lamar jackson because all i see on twitter is who doesn't want lamar jackson that's an
1: interesting one i I I think the bears should go after (laughs) him (laughs) i think helmets (laughs) and heels
4: apparently i've seen that on twitter actually i've seen that just
6: straight up trade justin (laughs) Fields lamar jackson (laughs) like what
0: by (laughs) the way nothing (laughs) of all the things in the world that make me happy Pissed off Taylor on Twitter. It's so great! <laughs> Pissed off Taylor on Bears Twitter is the greatest thing ever. I, 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 I want to come up with a new handle, like one of those fake handles. Just, just to say dumb me. stuff about the Bears. I <laughs> were
6: bears okay. I think, I think there are burners. some burners out there to mess with me sometimes because there's some ridiculous things that I hear that I'm like. I had an opening monologue that was like seven minutes long on my last Bears podcast, and everyone was like, this is the greatest rant I've ever heard. <laughs> so, Alright,
0: That's so all coming up tonight. Mia will be running around all week. Long uh producing all kind of content We uh Uh, let
3: me actually pull up the official tally so far of how many steps I got. Graham Marsh had us at four and a half miles. So let's see. Uh fifteen thousand eight hundred and eighty seven steps. I have no idea what that is in miles, but I'm I'm only forty
0: two hundred. I gotta get to work. You gotta start walking walk dance.
6: I'm gonna walk I'm gonna (laughs) gonna walk dance home, is what
3: I'm gonna do. All right,
0: Mia, thank you. Mia Taylor and Lauren. They have helmets and heels that comes up right now. That'll do it for our program. But all week long now we'll be out here at the players and we're happy to have you with us. We're excited about that. Don't go anywhere, the ladies are next on Helmets and Heels. For Hayes Lauren and Gibby, I'm Frank You Have a great night.